0: The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome. It's Friday. Maybe the two greatest words in the English language (laughs) when put together. It's it's Friday. Triple Eight Nine Hundred 3393 It's kind of a uh, free speech Friday, so anything that's on your mind, uh, you can feel free to give us a call and uh, and we'll discuss it. We had uh, another another tra- tra- tragic shooting yesterday. Um, five people killed this time in a vendetta over a defamation claim, apparently. Really,
2: really strange how it it all worked out for the past number of years, and then it came down to this.
1: So weird. Uh, Yeah, he shot five people dead, injured two others at Maryland's Capital Gazette newsroom. He had previously sued the newspaper and threatened staff after they exposed him for Facebook stalking a woman. Uh, So this guy, this killer, was armed with a shotgun and smoke grenades, When he launched the attack, he was arrested shortly after police stormed the building from Laurel, Maryland. He refused to identify himself to the authorities. They had to use facial recognition because he also, I think he scraped off his fingertips so that they couldn't fingerprint him. So weird. Really, really a strange situation. Really
2: strange situation, but he now has been charged with five counts of first degree murder.
1: Uh, So the victims were writers and editors and just a brand new hire at the place. Um, The paper put out an edition anyway that's out today. Apparently the defamation suit was thrown out on appeal in 2015 because Ramos, uh, this murderer, failed to prove that that what the newspaper printed was untrue.
2: Yeah, he was just a, was a whack job. I mean, he did, uh, uh, according to the newspaper, and they printed everything. He wanted all these retractions, and they we were like, no, uh, well, that's not happening.
1: Uh, cops were warned about this guy. Here's another case where authorities knew about him. Uh, people had, had talked about him. In fact, there was there the woman, I, I believe this was the woman that he was Facebook stalking, said, this guy's going to be your next mass shooter. Do something about it. Her name hasn't been released, but she said that the uh, murderer, the shotgun-toting guy, uh, was an effing nut job. I think that's pretty clear that she was right about that. I don't don't know. We're going to have to figure out how, you know, without absolutely doing the minority report future crimes thing, how can we get a grip on this when people know here's a disturbed person who intends to do others harm? Can we get him some help at least?
2: And we don't know if the, we don't know, I don't, or at least I haven't seen reported that the police have talked to him or, yeah, uh, I don't know you know, had, they had uh, worked out, you know, hey, we talked to him more than once and he seemed fine mm-hmm. or, you know, he was okay when we talked to him. I haven't seen any of that. We've heard just the reports of the people who knew him and said that he's a whack job and something is going, he's going to do something bad. And he did.
1: And obviously we have the normal politicizing of the event immediately. Of course. Kirsten Gillibrand uh says she wants to finally ban assault weapons and bump stocks. I don't wait. Were either of these used? I know he used a shotgun. Did he have a bump stock? I don't think so. And I, I don't know that he had an AR fifteen. An <laughs> assault weapon. Here's what uh Gillibrand had to say. So bad.
3: Are you aware of anything on the federal level that is being done actively to deal with the issues that seem to invariably surround these shootings? We know what the states are doing, but on the federal level, is there anything to give any hope for any kind of momentum?
4: Well, Congress is certainly broken and has done nothing to end gun crime, but I do have hope because I believe the fact that this movement has become one led by kids, led by students, that it's intersectional so it applies to all communities, all kinds of gun violence. Uh, That momentum that's being created by these kids marching, Mm -hmm. uh, marching out of school, marching on Washington is making a difference. To have young women like Emma Gonzalez call BS on every excuse every Congress member has ever given her to have a young man stand up to Marco Rubio and say stop taking money from the NRA that's going to change things. And for everyone, every child that is marching and speaking out, they have parents who are now going to think about this issue differently. And that's going to happen in red states and blue states and purple states. So is I actually am optimistic that when we do flip the house and possibly the Senate, our first vote can be on common sense gun reform to actually mm-hmm. ban the assault weapons and the large magazines, ban the bump stocks, have a universal mm-hmm. background check system where terrorists can't get access to weapons uh, and then have Should the investments have in mental health that have been needed for a very long time. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is all mm-hmm. possible okay uh, especially if we can flip the house in Senate.
1: Wow you better hope we don't flip the house in the Senate then because <laughs> that's absurd. She's excited. Yes she is that this is being led by kids. uh hello they don't know what they're talking about Kirsten.
2: What about Emma Gonzalez, though? Yeah, she was Emma Gonzalez uh,
1: uh, demanding that, that, that uh, Marco Rubio not take any money from the NRA. Yeah, Emma's all of 17 or 18. She knows best, doesn't she? She's got all manner of life experience. That's who we should be listening to. Emma Gonzalez and David, David Hogg. Hogg. Those are our two heroes who are going to lead us to the promised land, the utopia, without any guns in our hands. Because... Well, again, the experience they have in life is such that they know better than we do. Yeah. they—they, they, I mean, they've been out there, you know, in their parents' home, not paying bills. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, maybe they've thought about a bill. Well, probably not. Even They've probably not even done that yet. <laughs> but uh, they are active. She's right about that. They are active, and they are... Making their voice heard. It's it, Is it stunning to anybody else that these Democrats are just turning this over to the kids? That they're just, yeah, they're leading this. Oh, that's a really good thing. Oh. Why? How? How is that a good thing? Explain that to me. Explain how they know better than adult human beings who've been through this ringer who have lived their lives who have supported their families who have read the constitution who have life experience behind them and then you're going to you're, you're going to turn this over to a bunch of kids well not just a bunch of kids Pat. can't even vote
2: they're kids that were at the that went to the school where there was a, a mass shooting and so, so yeah
1: that's right i forgot that if you've been in a, a plane crash that makes you an FAA expert Thank you. that that makes you an expert on aviation safety <laughs> why don't why don't we turn over aviation safety to all the 17 year olds who've been through plane crashes would anyone
2: would anyone say that that was okay
1: uh no of course no not. of course not of course not but and by the way uh air travel is not a constitutional right owning a gun is so it's much more important that this not be turned over to the
2: kids I mean they didn't even know that God. I remember mean, they were talking to Bill Maher. They acted as if yeah. it was a right.
1: And, and Bill said, well, um, it, it, uh, it is, is. It is. It's called the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, but. And yeah, they just went through it. Yeah. I mean, because they, they don't even listen. Because they know everything. They don't have to listen. That's really frightening We uh, that we have people like uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. But the, thank you, New York. Again, thank oh, yeah. you. Not only did you give us the uh, eight, the 28-year-old communist or socialist the other day. But uh years a few years ago, he gave us Kirsten Gillibrand. <sighs> man. Oh, and uh, Hillary Clinton in the Senate, as a matter of fact. yeah. Oh, and uh, Bill de Blasio is the mayor of New York City. That's right. We got to show this Bill de Blasio uh, a video because Bill went to the border. There's so- nobody who knows speaking of knowledge, there's nobody who knows more about the border than the mayor of New York City, which is 2,000 <laughs> miles away from it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's turn to you, Bill. Thank you for making this trip to the border and hassling the border patrol there. Let's take a look at this clip. This is amazing.
2: I guess they oh, okay. don't have it yet.
1: They don't have it yet. We had it four days ago. We'd, don't, we'd, we'd, we don't have it now. Okay. All right. We don't have okay. it now. All right. Well, that makes sense. It's, no. It's, no, it's that makes sense. I don't know why I thought we would. Silly that you thought we would. So just not beyond it off, okay? silly. All right. Stu talked about on the radio show today how we're marinating <laughs> and stupid, and I just contributed. Thank you to the Bye. marinade. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, we have it. Okay, so here's uh, here's Bill oh, so- on the border. Here, in- here we are.
5: Is someone here, a supervisor, to talk to? Anyone here to talk to, sir?
2: I know, we're- we're- he's at Hi, the- Hi, how s- are you doing? Detention center. Bill
5: de Blasio, mayor of New York City. Is there a supervisor to talk to here?
2: He just shows up? Like, where does- oh, the mayor's here. Oh. Oh, Technically, how space. you doing, Mayor? Sir, Technically, are we you? already own federal
5: property <laughs> yeah. uh, type thing, but we'll open allow you guys to, to stand right here. I don't. We'll, we'll open the gate. We just don't want to be overran by uh, media. So if you guys do us a favor and just stay on that side, we're going to open polite, the gate. We have to let traffic out. Okay, is there someone, sir, and it's you or someone else to talk to about... Uh, an opportunity wait, wait, to, wait a minute, To sorry, see what's sorry. going on. We've got an unacceptable situation here. And we're yeah, talking you. on behalf of millions and millions <laughs> of people and saying this status quo can't hold. And look, so good. Uh, what's happening in Washington isn't changing fast enough. We're trying to show the American people that this is a situation that does not represent our values. Uh, and our constituents don't accept okay. it. And we need change.
1: Okay, there's... The mayor of New York City who thinks he can just show up at a detention center on the border. Um, He didn't call ahead. You didn't arrange anything. You didn't set up an appointment with somebody. Hey, uh, is there somebody we can talk to here? What? Are you really that butt stupid? Yes. That you think you can drive 2,500 miles or fly 2,500 miles to the border, and then you can just show up and speak to a supervisor there? Yeah, I'm not... I'm never busy. I, you can just show up at any time you want if you're the mayor of New York.
2: <laughs> I bet that, and I, I would. I'd like to uh, take a look at the the payment to see if the city of New York paid for that trip. So would
1: I. So would I. Wow, is that unbelievable? He
2: just showed up at the guard. You know, technically, uh, you're already on federal property, so yeah. I could kick your butt out can, and arrest you, got you.
1: Absolutely no authority here. We don't give a rats, but who you are. I mean, I know
2: I I, I, how are you doing, Mayor? That's fine. Just we're going to open the gate. Yeah, but you, you need, need to, to get out of the
1: way. Move out of the way. uh We got co- some cars that are trying to leave. <laughs> get out of the way or be run over. So bad. de Blasio used the word unacceptable. He's absolutely right. His actions were unacceptable. How do you do that? Is the mayor of New York? Oh, let's just fly down there and surprise him. See who we can talk to. What? We'll show him. Is that how it works? Are we that disorganized? Is the supervisor of a if the supervisor of the detention facility has time to talk to you unannounced? <laughs> then we have a bigger problem yes, than I thought do. we had at
2: the border. Yes, we do. But apparently not, because I mean, amazing. We didn't see any of the, you know, any more of. Uh, I didn't see any more of uh, the De Blasio footage where he was there talking to other people. I mean, he just showed up and they backed him up, and then he did their little mm-hmm. eyewitness news report,
1: and that was it. Yeah, what are you was- six? You think you could just show up anywhere you want at any time, unannounced, unplanned for, non-scheduled, and and just have your way with whoever's there because you're the big time mayor of New York city. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he, he is acting like sick. I mean, there were all kinds of reports now you know, as a side note of bill de Blasio talking about how they, uh, uh his people were getting mad at him because he makes, he gets in late, takes naps in the afternoon and just does what he wants. They, they have <laughs> appointments set up and it's just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to take a nap. Wow. Uh, there you go. New York. That's what <laughs> you get. That's your guy. He's your man. That's the communist you voted. for. You know, for. I know what's good though, is that that he is just a uh, just a, a shell of himself. But he's going to have help now with other Congress people that are socialists and communists that are just helping everybody ride right along. Good. Yeah. Everybody's going to get free stuff.
1: That's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, when you've got earwax and there's a huge buildup of it, it and, sucks. Yeah, it gets really uncomfortable. You can't hear very well. It gets itchy and it can be painful. So. A lot of people try to get that out with, uh, you know, cotton swabs or putting a candle up to your ear. Um, That's a good way to catch your head on fire, frankly. Uh, Maybe that's what Michael Jackson was doing with that Pepsi commercial. That's possible. He might have been trying to clear out some earwax. Oh! (laughs) What kind of freak would have earwax in their ears? I'm going to put a candle up here. See if I can melt it. Oh, my hair is on fire. I still love to talk boy children. Uh, you know, so don't use any of that stuff. There's a much better way to go. It's the Wax RX system. It's what physicians use the most. And it's just like the system they use in their office, except you're going to pay a lot less for it. it comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax, condition your ears. Doctor developed uses a special softening drop to break down. Everything inside your ear, then there's a specially engineered pump filled with water, a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush it all away. That's great. There's also the final step of the pH conditioned formula to rinse and soothe your ears. Uh go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable system today, and use the offer code radio to have it shipped to your house for free. Usewaxrx.com.
0: Pat Gray.
1: 888-900-3393, The Hysteria. Not only is it continuing on the uh, Supreme Court nominee, they don't even know who it is yet. But not only is it is it continuing, it's being ratcheted up. Really fun segment and a powerful one with Whoopi Goldberg uh, yesterday on The View. Well, she look, is, uh, well, look. She's uh, terrific. Look, you
2: know, anytime, and you, you say mm-hmm. Whoopi, but anytime, this was all part of uh, The View, and we've talked about how good The View is uh, on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, what a tremendous.
1: It's, it's a quality program, there's no doubt about it. Thank you.
2: It's just, it's, yeah. And the audience uh-huh. that arrives? Oh, they're brilliant.
1: The, every day, every time. Uh, you got to love the audience. I love The Whoopi audience. Uh, here's what Whoopi had to say yesterday.
6: It's a woman. I think you're trying to take my rights away. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> okay. You don't care. And as a person who believes in the Constitution which tells me that I have the right to be myself and do the things I want to do and I I don't have to listen to what your religion is and I don't have to listen to what you want it to be I have to make sure that as an American citizen I'm doing the right stuff and taking care of business I don't like this line that uh, that I as a Democrat or an independent or whatever is trying to take away anything from you I'm trying to hold on to my personal rights so that you can have the rights you want because if you take uh-huh. mine,
1: right? Yeah,
6: I feel like you—you're you, the one with the problem. Is that if you, how you take feel? my right hmm. away from me to judge what I do for my family and my body, I got a little problem with that. You got a problem? Yeah. You don't—you hmm. don't want people to take your guns? Well, get out of my behind! Get out of my yeah. vagina! Get
1: out! Of here. All right. I will guarantee you, and—and and this, <laughs> I absolutely mean from the heart. There is not one living human being on this planet. Who has any problem with that. No uh, one wants to be anywhere near Whoopi Goldberg's vagina. No one. Or her behind. Uh, no. No one. No one wants to. Maybe somebody has done it, but you know yeah, they've somebody. done it reluctantly. The rest of us, you know, if there's been a person or two, whatever that's on them that you, to each his own. Okay? But I'm going to say the rest of us, the other 7.5 billion of us, Want nothing to do with anything near any of that that you just described. No thank you, Whoopi. I can absolutely guarantee you're fine there. Just disgusting. It's so stupid. We're all dumber for having heard that. What? We're not talking about your body when we're talking about the life of a baby growing in a womb. That's somebody else's body. Yeah, it happens to be inside of yours, but there's another consideration there. There's another person growing there, and your rights stop when you eliminate the rights of another human being. And, and then she's talking about the Constitution, letting her do what she wants. Oh, okay. I'm um, care of my business, my well, stuff. Do the, she? She's able to gives her the right to do the right stuff. In this country. <laughs> Whatever that is to Whoopi Goldberg. Who knows? Let me give you the constitutional point on this. That to me, you don't even have to get to the articles in order to uh, have the constitution view constitutional viewpoint on this. Starts with a preamble. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and Uh. our posterity do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So our posterity or children are guaranteed all the same rights we have. They are guaranteed the right to life and liberty. And you're denying their right to life before they've even had the chance Don't tell me this is just about your body. Man, I'm tired of hearing about that.
2: That's their argument. I mean, that's one one of their huge arguments, though. And it's not only theirs. It's just, it's everyone's.
1: And they believe it to be a constitutional (laughs) issue. It's the opposite. The the Constitution prohibits killing our posterity. So, they they don't have a leg to stand on. And I just really hope and pray that we do, in fact... Get a constitutionalist uh, into the Supreme Court again. This would be the second one of the Trump administration. It'd be fantastic. And they're all worried about Roe v. Wade. This is the most imperiled it's been. Oh, no. Call to arms. Roe v. Wade's in trouble. Good. I sure hope it is. I hope it. I I don't have as much confidence confidence in this system as you do that it's going to go away, but I hope it does. We should all be hoping and praying every single day that Roe v. Wade is overturned. Roe herself fought hard for it to be overturned. That really, I mean, that turned her life upside down. Yeah. And she regretted it big time. And by the way, never had an abortion. Is that that ironic or what? That sure is. The woman responsible for the Supreme Court uh, case that was brought to them in 1973 never had an abortion. She wanted to get one, decided against it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And then, you know, I think it took, at first she was just depressed about it. And then she became uh, regretful about it. And then she became an activist about it. Took about, that was maybe a 10-year process. By 20 years, uh, she was very vocal and very public, and going around and speaking about it all the time. She died recently, maybe a, oh, a year yeah, she or two died, ago. Yeah, yeah, sad. But she was, she was a real defender of uh, of children in the womb, and it's the very person you know. Roe wasn't her real name. I, I I can't think of what her real name was at the time. Bill, but um, just an amazing situation. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. How did we just lose our uh w- Yeah, we lost all our ability to somebody switched something and now we're here in Doc in our headphones instead of there we there go. go. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that's yeah, that was <laughs> that is a little bit of a problem. Thanks. Yeah. Uh all right, let's go to Norma in South Carolina. Norma, you're on the blaze. Yo, bro. <laughs> yeah? Go ahead.
7: Uh, Yes, I am upset about you're talking about abortion.
1: Yes. You're upset that I'm talking about abortion? Yes. Okay.
7: Until you have carried a baby for nine months in your stomach,
1: Mm -hmm. you need to shut up. No, I don't. No. No, I absolutely don't. So, unless I've had a baby, I can't talk about... The life of a baby—that's nonsense. And that's ridiculous. It
7: up for adoption, it's
1: ridiculous. If you've never been to war, you can never talk about whether or not we should go to war. I mean, what a silly, silly statement. I don't talk is. about war. You never talk about war, really? No. Have you ever been a legislator? Then you can't talk about any laws if you've never been a legislator. Um, so no, I mean, that's I, just a—that's It's that's right. that's, that's just a ridiculous point of view. It's—it's it's nonsense. No, it isn't. Of course, we're going to... F- it's
7: been over 40 years since I gave up that baby boy, and it still hurts me. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the
1: problem, right? That's the problem. Hang on a second. Um, we're out of time for this segment, but we want to give you your say. Hold on. We'll be right back to you here on uh, Pack ray Unleashed.
0: gray The Blaze Radio Network Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Free speech Friday, 888 thirty three ninety three. 93 You can call with whatever's on your mind. Uh, Norma, we were just talking to Norma in South Carolina. and She was telling me if I've never had a baby uh, in my womb, then I, I shouldn't be talking about abortion. Um, Norma, can you explain your situation? What What was... Um, you said something about losing your baby to... four years ago. What happened? 40. 40 years ago. Okay.
7: 40 years. Over 40 years ago, I was... Married to somebody that I shouldn't have gotten married to. Okay. I had one son already. Mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't take care. I wasn't capable, capable of taking care of two kids. Yeah. So and it, back then, I could have gotten an abortion in New York, but my husband wouldn't take me there. Mm-hmm. Because his, where he worked out at, at uh, a Ford stamping plant in Michigan, they would have paid for it.
1: So what happened?
7: So I ended up having the baby, okay, and placing it for adoption.
1: Right, and and that that hurts to this day that you you gave up the baby. Yes. yeah, yes. Well, see, that's kind of what that's kind of what our point is. Many women are like you, and I think most women who've had abortions are like you, where they regret it their entire lives, and in some cases, it causes them extreme pain uh, throughout the rest of their. Uh, of their lives and I'm sure you can relate to that. Right?
7: I can relate to it, but knowing that he's out there somewhere and I've mm-hmm. never seen him hurts worse than knowing that I would never see him.
1: So that's worse than if you would have killed that child and then yes. the, that child would never exist. Yes. Really? Wow that's surprising, but, um, you know, those, if those are your feelings, they're your feelings. And we certainly, well, I
7: was about 21, 22 years old at the time. Yeah. Well, I, and I, it just come November, I start thinking about it cause that's when I had them.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate th- Thank you, Norma. Appreciate your sharing that story with us. And it's, it's a painful one. Um, personally, I, I think for especially for your son who was born, it, he's probably glad you didn't abort him. Yes, uh, that would be my guess. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it's just. I wonder if you could go through an adoption agency. Find, I mean, sometimes you, you can find. My my. Uh, there's usually ways to find kids that. You gave away. Yeah. And they, and they, and a lot of times. Especially they, a guy who's 40 now should be yeah. able to see his birth mother. Yeah. Right. And, and
2: he may want to. right I mean, he might be looking for it wondering, might. hey, I wonder who
1: my birth mother is. And then you could have that closure. And then maybe a new beginning, a new relationship. But yeah, I'm not trying to diminish anybody's situation. I've and those just, new
2: beginnings happen. Yeah, uh, they really do. Really good. I mean, I've, I've yeah. witnessed that in, in my, in my own family. Uh, you know, the new beginnings with my, with. A cousin that showed up from my aunt mm. that had a child that she put up for a, a, adoption really and then he came back
1: oh wow uh, he came back and did that, for everyone did it turn out well yes how did they yeah. how did they find each other
2: uh, he, Do you remember? i don't remember the entire story he was looking for his mom though uh his his birth mother and so it was mm. him that initiated the search and, i and think
1: norma it. in south carolina you should look for your son uh, Agree, and there's there's a lot of agencies there's a and especially with the internet there's a lot of different ways you can go about finding them, a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, don't just suffer.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think you triple eight nine hundred 93 But then what do I know? I've never had a baby
2: in my well. That, in, I, in my again, womb. I think that's I've where never... Norma was headed before you cut she her was. off. She before was. you so rudely cut her <laughs> off and just said thanks for calling. She was she was going <laughs> to tell you you didn't know what the so hell you were talking about. about.
1: I do have six kids. <laughs> Now, I didn't carry them in my own no, body. No, you did not, did no, you? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. But I contributed to the process. Well, that's what she told you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, should the father not have some say? I I don't know. I, I think so. Yes, the baby is growing in your body. However, I helped put it there. Yeah. So, yeah. should I have some say in it? I don't know.
2: Yeah. At, well, you don't get a say until after it's born, right? Once it's born, then your say becomes, well, you have to help pay for it.
1: Well, legally, You have probably, to help yeah. pay for it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In, in certain states, I think fathers do have rights. I, I think the, the father has some rights in some places. Pre-birth? Yeah, I think Ooh. so. And we'll have to look into that. I don't that. know about that. Uh, Heather in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi.
8: Hi, Pat. Hi, Jeffy. Um, hey. I just wanted to say uh, I had an abortion when I was very young and killing that child is way worse than if I'd have just given birth to it and given it up for adoption. I'm sorry.
1: I would think so. I, would think I just so.
8: wanted to say that.
1: How long did it take before you came to that conclusion?
8: Um, probably after my other two kids were born. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I- and they're grown now, and I have grandchildren, and life is wonderful, but mm-hmm. I still think about, about that around that time every year. I kind of go back there and think, gosh, I would have this kid that's 37 years old now and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It. I really think the adoption would be a lot easier to handle. I wish I had done that.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Heather. Uh, I would think so. Uh, you know, it, it might not be how everybody feels, but it seems like the person should have the right to life. And that's really called for in the preamble to the Constitution as well as, I believe, other places in the Constitution.
2: Um, I agree 100%. However, I do kind of, I'm trying to grasp the idea of it, uh, what uh, Norma was trying to say is that she, if she would have had the abortion, Mm -hmm. she would have known that it was over then, right? Everything was done. And she wouldn't have had to have. But I think that it would have been, she would have been suffering more than she is now knowing that she has a kid out there. You know what I mean? She would have Mm -hmm. been she'd be suffering now all these years, knowing that she would have had a child like Heather said. Yeah. uh, Instead of now realizing, hey, she has a child. At least now she has an opportunity, at least I hope so, if she wants to, to try to connect with that person.
1: Matthew in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi. Matthew, you there? And, uh, It's Melissa that you just. Uh, there we go. Okay. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Welcome. How are you doing?
9: Well, thank you. Hey. Uh, you know, as a guy, I have exactly the same right as she does. I understand she's boys a child and, and all that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's more more about God than it is about us. It's it's a murder thing. You're murdering that child. Mm-hmm. And just recently, a Tulsa nine twelve um, gal here in Tulsa, uh, just recently got in touch with her son. Her son was reaching out, trying to find her. Um, She had had given it up for adoption uh, 37-plus years ago, and now they have a great relationship. Wow. It is totally amazing that that has happened. Um, He had gone through a lot of struggles and stuff like that, but he had come to find Christ, and that was the reason why he was seeking her out. That's great. Um, so things can happen, and Norma, I hope and pray that that happens for you. I understand your, your suffering, but um, I just do not believe that murdering a child is better than letting it live.
1: No, I don't and either. It
9: absolutely, just cannot be the case.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Matthew.
2: Well, that's what you have to believe, though, right? See, now he believes, and, and and I do too. I'm not arguing with him. I'm just trying to cover all sides so that you understand where they're a little bit of where they're coming from. Is that you have to believe that it's a person. Yes. Right, and if you Mm -hmm. you have to, at what point do you believe that it's a person? Twenty-one weeks, twenty weeks, eighteen weeks, conception. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, when Mm -hmm. even the founders, their argument was that when you know it's life.
1: Yeah, and that's that's when the baby started kissing, kicking, not Um, kissing, but kicking. Right. Only when it kissed someone was it actual life. <laughs> an actual so if they didn't kiss anybody until they were 14 years old, they, that weren't life? they weren't. They weren't life. Could have dropped them right there. So when the baby started moving in the womb, but that's the only way they could tell they were pregnant. Then. Right. There wasn't like you go down to the uh, corner Walgreens and pick up an EPT pregnancy test uh, and pee on the strip and then it turns a pr- uh, was color. It, was it too expensive for most people to? Yeah, pick it was, it up it was too expensive. They were just cheap bastards back then. They just I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Whatever. They could have sent somebody. Didn't <laughs> they all you. have slaves? Send somebody down yeah. there and find out if you're pregnant.
2: Thank you. Every woman on the farm wasn't <laughs> pregnant. Sent one of them.
1: Obviously, without the technology, that was the only indicator of when somebody was pregnant. And as soon as you knew, that you was life. could not abort and so in the was, colonies. And
2: so that was the whole, with our technology, we know that it's life. Much sooner. Way, I mean, way sooner So than, than, yes, uh, than they did. Oh. I mean, what weeks? Maybe even oh, for sure weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, if you get that's why they don't want you to have the ultrasound because you see the ultrasound, you see that it's a human being. It's not and almost every case.
1: When that happens in in Texas, from women seeking abortion, they show them the ultrasound. It's law now here. In ninety to ninety five percent of the cases, they have the baby
2: of course they do because you see that it's a so human and, and it's if, they baby. Wanna, if
1: they don't want to if they don't want to keep the baby themselves and give it up for adoption so it's, it's a great way to go it's their
2: baby and look right. you can have a child almost anywhere in this country now and if you decide you don't want it there's going
1: to uh, be somebody there to adopt and you can
2: just drop it off most states have a place of the fire departments and the safe zones. you can just drop Hospital. that baby off. they can't mm-hmm. ask questions yeah right they can't ask do you have a name for it they can't ask what's your name that, you just drop the baby off
1: and say i can't do this Give it to someone who can take care of it. It just happened uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, except that whoever the mother was just left it near a dumpster and then took off. That's not the way to go. No, it is not. But they came for trash the next day, and they found the baby laying there, fortunately, took it to the hospital real quick, and the baby's fine. The baby's doing really well. But there are, you know, don't put it near a dumpster. No. Take it to take the baby to a, a fire station or a police well, station. They can't ask questions. Hospital. Let someone else take, I mean. Right. There's millions of people, great, loving parents that would love to adopt that don't baby. Don't drop
2: it off at my front door because my wife will take it in and I'll have another kid to take care of. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> we got enough grandkids we're taking care of right now. No, thank you. Not enough uh, people I'm taking yeah. care of. We, that part of my life, it was Great. <laughs> I just don't want to go back I
2: know uh, I was reminded um, of that uh, last week yeah as a matter I, of fact. I've been
1: reminded of it multiple times my last wife's
2: granddaughter years. was running around and she's two mm-hmm. and uh man is that's a good that's a good age to be able to send home yeah
1: they're awesome and you get to play with them and love them and then when they poop or scream you say here here you go yeah it's your turn so <laughs> Ian in New York you're on the blaze Hi.
10: Hey, guys, if I could hey. just have a minute here, mm-hmm. uh, I'd just like to remind Norma that Steve Jobs' mom gave birth to him and gave him up to it for adoption. So look at what Steve Jobs, how he changed the world. Yeah. Anytime you murder a baby, you're going to maybe lose the cure to a cancer. Or did we lose a cure to the cancer last week or last right. year? Mm-hmm. You, you can't do do that because... It's just it's it's the miracle of life is the most beautiful thing in the world. It's our future. And like women that say they're for Planned Parenthood, their parents made the right choice in giving birth to them and putting them on the earth. It's the biggest hypocrisy that they want to murder the next little babies that are going to be girls and grow into women their parents made the right choice but yet they're arguing against the next baby having life now Norma, your child might be out there a doctor curing people he might even have that cure to cancer we don't know what your child has done but you did good in giving birth to him and giving him up for adoption don't ever regret that you did that and think it would have been better if you murdered the child because that would be that's an abomination in the eyes of god these little babies have to be born. We have to be in good grace to be in with, with what's right. Life is right. Any Anybody who's telling you, let's rip this baby up and sell baby parts like in Planned Parenthood, We found out with that hidden Project Varitas, whoever outed all that, Mm -hmm. what they were doing to these babies. You know, and it's just, it's unacceptable. We are losing people like Steve Jobs, maybe, every day. Mm -hmm. We are losing a miracle that this child can grow up, have life like me and you and Jeff were on this earth. We're we're so fortunate to be born that we had parents that made the right choices. Mm -hmm. You should not even have that choice. To murder
1: your child. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, a lot again.
2: Amen. Yeah, you know, and, absolutely. Uh, to, uh, as a side point, though, I mean, yes, Norma could have had, you know, given birth to Steve Jobs, but it's possible, possible that she gave birth to the guy that robbed the Seven Eleven last night. You just don't know.
1: <laughs> right? Thank you for that. You're John. welcome. No problem. Thank you thank just you for that don't know. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. You just, mean, if, just, say you just don't know. Think about the 60 million babies that have been aborted. How many of them? I mean, there's got to be some unbelievable geniuses. Absolutely. There's got to be some people who could have really contributed to the world. Absolutely. They all would in some way, but there might have been somebody who changed the world out of 60 million. And you know what it is worldwide? One and a half billion. Wow. 1.5 billion Holy cow! No I mean, kidding. That's stunning to think of. And
2: Ian Trip- is right. One thing: there's going to be some answers, so oh, somebody's going to have oh, some yeah. questions to ask at the yep. at somewhere along the line uh, before you uh, before you pass through this world. Who are <laughs> you to say that? Who are
1: you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up here.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: mentioned many times that we seeded this fight to the left a long time ago uh and so the abortion debate was so intense so passionate and you couldn't change anybody's mind no nope. and so the theory was in talk radio as ah, don't push that button it's just it's it goes nowhere just pisses people off uh, stop we were I was and I we remember. listened to that for a we long sure time. Did. A long time, until a few years ago when we woke up. I mean, one of the things that woke us up, at least for me, was the same-sex marriage crowd who uh, everybody was, virtually the whole country was against same-sex marriage 20 years ago, 15 years, 10 years ago. Uh, It was very one-sided. They turned it around in a couple of years and then all of a sudden had the Supreme Court decision and there's same-sex marriage in every single state. It's the law of the land now. Yep. Wow. Well, that was a contentious uh, topic. And uh, they didn't leave it alone. So No, it, they didn't. And they just keep hammering it and hammering it. It made you feel like it, it's the- a lesson to all of us. We should have been hammering this the whole time. We should have been unrelenting. And now here we are at the precipice of maybe doing something about it. And just a, a short time ago, it didn't even seem possible to take on Roe v. Wade. didn't seem possible. And here we are where you've got Jeffrey Tubin from the CNN analyst who says that he believes abortion will be illegal in, in uh, 18 months in most states. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. You just gave me hope. I know you, that wasn't your intent, but uh, it's amazing. 888-900-3393, uh, Daniel in Washington, you're on The Blaze.
11: Yes, hi, hi. how are you? good. Um, my story is a bit different from the other ones. It's a grace of God story. Basically, in 1995, my wife was pregnant, with, and we had to have a medically necessary abortion. Mm. The doc, she, It was a topic, and the doctor told me that it, she needed to do it, and I went through hours and hours of, you know, praying and everything to find out if I needed to do it. And so finally, after talking to a priest, I did it. And a few days later, we had a DNC. And a few days later, when she they did another ultrasound, they found another baby in there. Oh, wow. And that one carried a term. And he's wow 23 years old now, and he's a chef. And it was probably the best decision I ever made, because if I wouldn't have done it, I would have lost both of them.
1: Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's powerful. I mean, I, it, was, powerful. It, it was a grace of God story mm-hmm.
11: that, I mean, the, the Lord blessed me that day. And since then, I've dedicated my life to him. I'm pro-life, pro-life all the way. But that's in this situation, it was just so, it, when he, he was born and when I found out that she was still pregnant, and the doctor said it's like a one in a billion, one in a couple of million chance that that would happen.
1: Wow! So she she was pregnant with twins, but she didn't know it, and they only they only aborted one of the well, twins. They thought they you know,
11: apparently it was uh what they would have called fraternal twins, not identical.
1: Right. So
11: she there was two in there, and we didn't know it, and wow. when one was blocking the other one from taking root.
1: Mm. Really, something. And,
11: It it was I didn't want to do it, and it it pained me for out days. I mean, for as long as you can imagine, I I prayed, I cried, and I was upset about losing my baby. Mm -hmm. And then I was given another one in in place, so Mm. it 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 was a hard decision to have to make. But I had you know finally, when I ultimately decided to do it, before it was either the baby or my wife at that point.
1: Well, yeah, that's yep. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Daniel. I mean, if it's if it comes to that, and, and it doesn't very often anymore, that's pretty rare. Um, that's you know, there was a time when I'm sure that happened quite a bit in the 1800s, yes, early 1900s. But now technology is such that that's unusual for that to be the case. But there's there's no decision there. You, you're choosing the the mother of your children, right? You have to. Um, you're not going to lose your wife, uh, so. In that eventuality, when the mother's life is in danger, if it's an actual real thing, yeah. I mean, the mother of your children or the mother of your future children. What are you going to do? Of course, you're going you're to make that choice. Uh, 888-933-93. Shelly in California, you're on the blaze.
12: Yeah, hi. Hi. To talk to Norma, I'm adopted. I'm one of seven children that my mother gave birth to, and she kept none of us. Wow. And um, she didn't even tell my birth father that she was pregnant. None, none of the parents, none of the fathers knew except for one she was married to. But she, but she still left them and gave them up for adoption. And I found her this year. I found all my siblings. I found my birth father. And I can tell you not only for her, but for, or you know, for the birth mother. I mean, it's we've done really well. And so, Norma, if you're listening. I find birth parents and families all the time for people for free, Mm. because it is really important, not only for eternal salvation, but for the salvation here on Earth. Yeah. So if Norma's listening, I'll find it for free. She can contact them, not contact them, but it's hearing the pain in her voice, Mm -hmm. she needs to have some sort of real closure to what happened, because there's no resentment, there's no, you know, you look at my mom made bad life choices, mm-hmm. and now she's in her 80s. And whenever I found her, thank goodness she was still alive. But it was very good for her to see that her children turned out okay.
1: So have you, so you've, have you come in contact with all your siblings and your mom?
12: Oh, I found all of them, and all of them. We all had different dads. She was a busy lady. We had different <laughs> dads, and I found all of their birth fathers for them.
1: And you have relationships with each of them now? Yes, I do. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's,
12: yeah and both yeah. on my mother's and my, so I grew up kind of as a single, or single kid. Um, you know, I had very much older brother and sisters in my adoptive because they were from my dad's first marriage because my, my parents couldn't have children, so mm-hmm. I grew up as a only child, kind of, and then I'm now, I'm one of 10. Wow. Between my mother and my father.
1: Great story. Thanks, Shelly. Appreciate it. I mean, you can hear hundreds of thousands of these stories. Uh, and it's almost the same thing every time. They're happy they did it. The mother's glad that they carried the baby to term. The kids are glad that they're alive, found each other. Just makes sense. 888 thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on
1: the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is Free Speech Friday. Traffic and weather together every nine minutes on the threes all day long. Don't forget about that. going
2: will be a hot one out there, Scorcher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. that's pretty much every day here, Jeffy. Thank you. It's, every day is a Scorcher. No problem,
2: it? I know. I looked, I looked at my temperature gauge this morning. It was 103. Uh, 103, Pat.
1: Really? Yeah. At what time? Yesterday afternoon. Oh, okay. Yesterday afternoon.
2: Yeah. I know. I said this morning I was just I was lying though. You were lying? I said it was this morning, but it was yesterday
1: afternoon. Oh, okay. Afternoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was confused. I know that. So <laughs> according to my car's thermostat, it was 104. <laughs> yeah. 104. Whew. And that's when it, you know, because at first it could say like 112, but then it cools off a little bit, you know, because your car has heated up so much. But that was like after I'd been driving for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was. It, it's hot. It's a hot it, one.
2: That's why I said a scorcher.
1: That's right. That's why we're doing traffic and weather together every <laughs> nine minutes on the threes all weekend long.
2: Was it a bank <laughs> safely out there?
1: Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Everybody's uh, all up in arms on the left. They're just so beside themselves over the potential nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court because. Uh, President Trump has already said it's going to come from that list of 25, 20 or 25, whatever, however many he has on that list. It's going to come from that conservative list again. And so the left is kind of seeing the handwriting on the wall and assuming that this will be a pro-life person. Sure hope so. And, hope and so that, that could definitely swing the balance of the court in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, I don't think it's as foregone a conclusion as they're making it out to be because I have no faith, very little faith, in John Roberts. John Roberts (laughs) could easily become the Anthony Kennedy of this court and just arbitrarily switch sides. I don't know, just to even things out because he's worried about his legacy. Uh, It's it's maddening. But we do have a chance to overturn Roe v. Wade now. I, I think we will have that shot. I hope so. It should be overturned. Uh, it's only cost the death of 60 million people. Now, when 60 million people died under Mao in China, that was pretty horrific, and I think most people agreed. But 60 million people in America? Eh. Nah. Uh, whatever. That's a woman's right to choose. Don't worry about it. Well, what do you say people? Are you trying to take away their reproductive rights? Uh, what you what, what about women's mammograms? <laughs> Wait, the... They don't even do mammograms at Planned Parenthood. But they tell people about them. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, I'm telling people. I'm doing as much as Planned Parenthood I mean, do, is they for, they do for the, mammograms. They do
2: family planning.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, they, they do, do. They plan that you don't have a family.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, they're able to. They have uh, discussions that you could have
1: with. What uh, an ill-named organization Planned Parenthood is. Which is exactly why they're named that way. Exactly why. I mean, you go back to the founding of Planned Parenthood. And you got Margaret Sanger, whose goal was to eliminate the black race. Eliminate the black race. That's what she wanted to do. And she talked about it. She bragged about it. And she fought for it. And yet people love that organization. To they this do. Day. And they love Margaret Sanger.
2: They love Margaret Sanger. And the predominant areas that Planned Parenthood is in mm-hmm. is in areas predominantly uh, lived by black people. Yes.
1: African-Americans. Yes. The vast majority huh. of locations. Huh. hmm
2: Could it be a, just a
1: coincidence? Which is why in New York City there are more abortions of black children than there are live births. Think of that. That's unconscionable. That is. That's despicable. Horrible. Uh, 888-933-93. Uh, Jennifer, you're on the blaze. Hi.
13: Hi. How are you? Good. All right, so long story short, I feel really bad for the woman who called who didn't have an abortion and doesn't know where her child is. Mm -hmm. When I was 16, I was raped, and my parents made me have an abortion, and I would give anything to see my child. My son has a tattoo of the child's name on his wrist. I have one on my neck. My mother's
12: ring has that baby's
13: name on it. Wow. And the other outside is my son's. one of my son's ex-girlfriends got pregnant, had an abortion, didn't tell him. So Oof. men definitely need to have a say in that because he was devastated. I mean, just devastated.
1: Those are uh, two yeah. tough stories, two. boy. Wow, well, you are kidding. Those are, that's a lot. Uh, you've just said a mouthful there. So um, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to have the baby despite d- despite the fact that you got pregnant from rape.
13: Yes. I, w- I was raped on my 15th birthday.
1: Oh my! Oh my God! By somebody you knew.
13: Um, the guy was dating, but back then date rape wasn't exactly a thing. Right. It was more. Oh, you were putting a bathing suit on to go to this pool. Oh, shame on you.
1: Oh my! Right. So. So, yeah. So the guy never paid for it. Never had nope. any consequences of it. That's nope. uh, that's unbelievable. Jeez. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Woof. Uh. That kind of cast a pall on everything, didn't it? I mean, those are two. So she was raped, forced into an abortion by her parents, and she has a friend who had an abortion without telling the boyfriend, and he was devastated. Morning, everybody.
14: Bring <laughs> traffic and weather there.
1: together every nine minutes out of the threes. <laughs> Life can it, be tough, man. It, it, does it, really make, be it
2: does make complaining about it being 103 a <laughs> it little does. less important. What
1: puts it all right into perspective. <laughs> Brian in Indiana, you're on The Blaze. Hi.
15: Hey, Pat, Jeffy. Hi. Love the show, man. Love Thank the show. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to, I guess, add my two cents that um, there's a lot of us guys that, you know, who have experienced this abortion issue firsthand, too, and and uh, we, we carry a lot of guilt and
1: regrets, too. Um. So did your wife or girlfriend have an abortion, and you encouraged her? Yeah, this or?
15: was... Yeah, this was uh, this was many years ago uh oh. i don't know eighteen nineteen i 'm fifty now um, but yeah, we had actually broke up, mm. and a few weeks later, she told me that uh she was pregnant, and uh at the time, I was bitter i didn 't really want anything to do with her, and uh yeah, i've carried that guilt yeah that's and, hard all my life and and actually i mean i'm I'm married now i've got I have a wonderful wife. I have just the most amazing kids ever. Um, And my firstborn just had her firstborn. And, wow, talk about emotions flooding back.
1: Wow, I bet. I'll bet. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, that's a lot of regret from from abortion. I mean, you see it in almost every case that I hear of. You know, every once in a while, you'll hear an audio clip of, and we were hearing this last year quite a bit because there was sort of a push. It was last year or the year before where everybody they were the Democrat Party was putting out these uh I had an abortion and I love it. I have an abortion, I recommend it for everybody. Oh, right. Those kind of women. Yeah. I had an abortion it was the greatest thing I've ever done.
2: How would I have loved lived my that one actress? I couldn't have been an actress and lived my life if I would have had
1: a baby. Right. Hey, I had an abortion. It was like I won the lottery. There's not a lot of women who really feel that way. No, there
2: are not. And I would be, I would venture to say that even though uh, several of those women who said I wouldn't have been able to, I couldn't have been a success if I would have had a baby. It's nonsense. Um, I think that they still, uh, if, if honestly talked to uh, mm-hmm. alone uh, with cameras off, I'm sure that they uh, have some regrets. If they don't, then Possibly. you know, then maybe yeah. you know, maybe they're, you know, more evil than I think. Yes. But
1: <laughs> uh, Ron in Iowa, you're on the bla- you're on the blaze. high.
16: Hey, I was wondering if we could um, pray like Brigham Young did, and send the seagulls to Washington D.C. to eat up the locusts. <laughs>
1: As far as i'm concerned I we mean, could give it a try uh, <laughs> i think we
16: should i would i'd like to know how we prayed because i think that'd be awesome uh-huh. there's a lot of local
1: yeah there are there really are all right all right thanks ron appreciate it <laughs> interesting uh david in north carolina you're on the blaze hi hey, Pat, how are you good doing good
3: uh i just uh, you know everybody else is calling in i'm i'm adopted. Uh, my parents adopted me when I was like three months old, and I just want to apologize to all these other uh, these, these fantastic people that have been adopted, because I have yet to cure cancer,
1: and I just feel <laughs> real bad. What a slug you are! Wow. Yeah. You haven't cured. I have just. Uh, have I you haven't
3: cured cancer? Have you invented a flying car?
1: Is there a flying car that you've invent, invented, or you know? Can
3: fix your air conditioner, but other than that. That's <laughs>
1: not it. Well, trust me, where we live
2: that's a that that's, you, that's you create, you've cured enough
1: yeah that's huge
3: uh, <laughs> no it, it, you know I, my uh, my other point is the last thing that's considered and you you, you kind of skate around this a lot mm-hmm. last thing that's considered is, is what's best for the child
14: yep. yeah you
3: know i, I had yep. the opportunity to meet my birth mother several years ago and my, my first comment was oh my gosh i'm irish but um at any rate uh you know she she did the best she could with what she had at the time and every year she had her, my birthday marked on her calendar she never told anybody what it meant but mm, she did what wow. was best for me and and the the thinking is you, you either have the baby and raise it as a single parent because that's what's best for me or you have an abortion because that's what's best for me
14: mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: and sometimes we need to i mean every situation is different but at the same time
1: it is you about know, the let's child, the, too.
3: Let, let's put the child first. Yes. Um, and it's just literally the last thing that's considered.
1: Do you have a relationship with the uh, with your birth mom?
3: I, I did for, uh, for a few years. She's passed away since. Okay. Um, you know, it was weird because we lived in California, or Colorado, rather, when I was adopted. My parents adopted us and then moved to Missouri, and I, I grew up, uh, she was from Des Moines, Iowa. I grew up about 90 miles from her. and never knew about it. And so,
14: wow.
3: uh i had moved away but yeah i've I've, I've talked with her and you know it's uh it's a a good thing But each one's different my older sister who's also adopted her the person she goes to for therapy now and again says uh, she keeps trying to tell her that she needs to confront her uh, feelings of abandonment which my sister doesn't have any of those feelings of abandonment my (laughs) my parents are really good about letting us know where we came from and that we're adopted into the family and yeah, you know, but every situation is
1: different, though. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks, David. Every therapist is different too. I think some therapists make things worse. Not in every case, but there's some who project their own things on you. And when you're struggling, you don't need somebody projecting their own things on you. Like, yeah, you've got abandonment issues. Well, no, not really. I feel pretty good about that. That's uh, I'm fairly healthy in that area. No, not really. That's, no, what, that's sorry, not what I, that's not what I'm you know, getting from you right now. You're right. All right, losing weight can be a real struggle, Uh, and once you hit a certain age, I don't know. In Jeffy's case, one, uh, it's it can be really tough. (laughs) What were you like? Eighty pounds at one? Is that is that fairly close? At one, yeah.
2: At one, I don't think I. I think I was like fifty at one.
1: you were uh, fifty pounds at one? Really? Yeah. Honestly. Were you? I have no. <laughs> you don't know. All right. Um, you have fifty pounds. Yeah, I. Well, I've got a grandson. My God, you were fat. I've got a grandson who's. I mean, the size of the Titanic, and he's a little over one. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is the greatest thing of all time. But he's he's big. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like six two and one hundred eighty pounds already. Man, those are some big diapers. Yeah, they are big diapers. Uh, anyway, it's a tough struggle. And that's where Riduzone comes in. Riduzone can help you lose weight because it's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They've taken what's in uh, olive oil—the part that what's the OEA that boosts your metabolism and reduces your appetite. With those two things, I mean, you're gonna—it's gonna be so much easier to lose weight and keep it off. Order it today at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com and enter the promo code pat you'll get 30% off a of 3 month supply it's riduzone.com
0: pat gray unleashed returns after this on the blaze radio network Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three. We are on the precipice of something that I think is, uh, would be one of the greatest changes to U.S. law, uh, maybe in U.S. history, and that would be overturning Roe v. Wade. That would be the ability to stop the Holocaust of American children. And there's nothing you can call it besides uh, a Holocaust. Holocaust. 60 million? uh, Genocide? uh, Holocaust? I mean, one and a half billion worldwide? Come on. So if Trump does, in fact, do what he has said he's going to do, and we have every reason to believe he will because he did last time. Uh, So if he appoints somebody who's a constitutionalist, somebody who's a conservative... And who's pro-life? And we've got five justices now. To the four anti-life justices, eh, we win that battle. Anti-life, <laughs> and that's what they are. They're anti-life. <laughs> Don't give me your pro-choice. Shut up. You're you're anti-life. That's what you are. So I'm going to call it what it is. Oh, that's sure what what it what it should be called. That. Oh, they've been sugarcoating this for a long time, and I'm tired of that. Sick of it. You're you're not pro-choice, you're anti-life. Um, so we have the opportunity now to put an end to Roe v. Wade. And so the left is going absolutely crazy because this is their religion. Abortion is almost a religion to them. They have, the, they have the religion of climate change and the religion of abortion. Those are the two most meaningful things in the world to a leftist. And taking one of them from them, oh boy, they're going to kick and scream as loud and as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, you bet. And they are. And we had Whoopi Goldberg babbling about it yesterday. <laughs> Stay out of her vagina. Uh, Yeah, not a problem. Though. Get off my behind. Uh, it's not a problem at all. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I can't imagine anybody on this planet that it was thinking otherwise, frankly. But, um, okay, we'll make that personal pledge to you. But she was talking about her rights being taken away. Yeah. What about, the, it's not your right. What about the right inside of you, of that person? Are you going to deny that that's a human being? And they do. They, they deny have to, yeah. They deny science. Yes. They deny biology. It's ridiculous, but they do. And then they turn around and call us the science deniers and the extremists. <laughs> 888-900-3393. Uh, Matt in Pennsylvania. You're on the blaze. Always a
17: pleasure. I listen to you guys above any other national talk show hosts uh, at the noon hour. You pulled me away from the big rush. Keep it up.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
17: um, it. I am a 35 year old man. Um, my mother was quite young mm-hmm. when uh, she got pregnant with me and realized that uh, she couldn't take care of me, and she was kind enough to give me up for adoption. To uh, from birth to a family that loved and raised me. In fact, I was over at my parents' house last night. We had a nice dinner. And and whatnot but uh every day i just wish that she would have chose abortion because (laughs) then i wouldn't have to sit here and listen to this nonsense from these lunatics (laughs) who who tell me that uh i'm not really a man because i i haven't identified as the right you know Uh i can choose my gender i can choose no no Mm -hmm. stop it i know i'm thankful to be here um you know, every life's put here on this planet for a reason. My my wife and I have been trying for years. The Lord has not blessed us. Now we're looking into adoption to continue the cycle because, you know, once you run up to a barrier and, and you're looking at spending money, either yourself or, or into adoption, well, shoot, there's a lot of folks out there that are having children that want to give them up for yeah. adoption. Let's, mm-hmm. let's nurture them. You know, I, I was blessed and, and I love my parents. I love my family. Um, and, but there are times that I wish she would have chosen uh, abortion because I, I wouldn't be here to listen to all this nonsense. I know. I wouldn't get to hear you guys on the Blaze, the Morning Blaze or How lucky would you be there? So, yeah. Uh, fifty. Uh, you know what,
1: Jeffy? Stop it. Stop <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh. I know. there's right. There are times, like one of them was this was today when I was listening to Whoopi Goldberg. You know, I was getting dumber as the time went on, and has uh, her mouth continued to flap. And there, you know, wish I didn't have to hear this. If only we would have, you know, not been here for this. So I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> to in Texas, welcome to the blaze. Line six. Hello. To hear. In-
8: Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, yeah, um, I, too, was adopted um, in 1970. Um, my birth mother was white, and my birth father was black at the time. And in those days, it was frowned
1: upon. He was black at the uh, time? Did he change?
8: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in 72, he changed.
8: <laughs> as no. far as I know, he's still black. Oh, no, okay. I don't know. All right. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so I was given up for adoption, and mm. I was lucky enough uh, to be adopted by my mother, who I consider to be my mom. In fact, yes. I honestly believe that, that I was intended to be her daughter. I feel like, like she yeah. is my birth mother. Um, and I feel really bad for Norma. I think that uh, she should take comfort in knowing that most kids that are adopted are very thankful that they are adopted, They like being alive, Uh, uh, you know, although I can agree with Matt, sometimes (laughs) you might wish (laughs) the other thing there. But also, too, I know um, from a friend of mine who had an abortion, how truly painful it can be. Um, She had an abortion um, many years ago, and it wasn't just until um, last year, that she went through a really terrible depression mm. and uh mm. I, it was due to that it 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 manifested itself um eventually in her depression but what it was was the guilt and the grief that she felt over you know aborting her baby and feeling bad about it later but it didn't affect her she kind of blocked it out of her mind and didn't think about it and then later on uh you know she started just just really just feeling down and depressed, and she went through therapy, and it turns out that that's, that's what was causing her so much pain. So for those people who th- say they're glad to get an abortion or that it was the happiest day of their life, you hear these recordings of people saying that, um, I got news for you. You might not feel the pain now. You might not feel it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You might, might not feel it next year or even two years from now, but someday it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks, and they're going to feel it. And we all feel it. Every time a soul is lost, we feel it. We all have a stain on our soul from the 60 million children that have died.
1: No question. It's absolutely right. Thanks to hear. And we're going to be held responsible for it if we don't do everything we can to put a stop to the slaughter. And I feel a lot of remorse and a lot of guilt for not having spoken up more about it. In uh, the 10 years that I was convinced it was too divisive an issue, and program directors told me not to talk about it.
2: You never get anywhere. You just don't worry about it.
1: My program director, in my first program director in Houston, uh, hated the topic, and any time it came up, he's like, dude, don't talk about abortion. You don't yep. get anywhere. Okay. I mean, after a while, I, I, he convinced me. Yeah. And I really regret that time. I think we need to speak out about it. It needs to be a topic that we push hard for. And again, we should learn the lesson from the same-sex marriage people. Man, they were way behind in public approval polls. I mean, it was 65 to, to 35% against same-sex marriage. Well, in about five years, they turned it completely around and it became the opposite. And then they got the Supreme Court vote, and uh, now you see what happened. Well, we could do the same thing with with um, Roe v. Wade. I mean, we uh, just last year I would have thought <laughs> Roe no v. Wade can't be turned, oh, it can't no be overturned. Way. It just can't be. Now look at where we are. You've got leftists who believe that in a year and a half it's going to be overturned. I and I hope and pray they're right. 888 900 It's Free Speech Friday. We can talk about this uh, abortion issue. We can talk about uh, um, the gun control push again because we had another shooting yesterday. So there's that as well. Or whatever happens to be on your mind from uh, anything happening today, this week, this month, this year. 888 thirty three ninety three. More Pac-Ray Unleashed coming up.
0: Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. (music) Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Thank you for joining us. 888-900-3393. And uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter as well. There's so much to get to today. Uh, we, <laughs> sometime during the course, before the show ends, we are going to share the video <laughs> of uh, Morning Cup of Postum. Joe and Mika, I mean, you have to watch this. I mean, I have laughed for uh, several days after I saw this. Their story is a great one because they're so in love, you know, and they're they're going to get married, I guess, soon. And, and uh, on the air, Joe tries to hold Mika's hand. It's
2: so good. He tries to hold her hand, <laughs> and she
1: will have
2: none of it. It is so good. Where a they? Why do they have a show?
1: I don't know. Why? How did do these
2: two people? Even so if bad. it's just, I mean, they're bad, but I can almost see, uh, you know, mornings with Mika before morning cup of postum, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just those two together. Either either one of them shouldn't have a show.
1: Well, the thing was, and it was fun because initially they hated it when people alleged that they were a couple. They act like a couple. They look right. like a couple. The rumor was they were a couple. But man, if you mentioned it, they, oh man, Don't they you dare they would apoplectic yes. over it. And then all of a sudden, well, yeah, okay, we're getting we're getting okay. married. <laughs> okay, uh, and and then you know you got the whole situation with President Trump. They're good friends. They're good buddies. He's in all the time. He did their show all the time. Yeah, anybody all- remember that? They, in fact, they threw them softballs all day. All the time, long. we and played. He, we played clips of them. Just, uh, love. don't you agree? Oh, they Donald? were. They were in love with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was in love with them. And then there was some kind of nasty breakup between the three of them. Because I, <laughs> I think Don said made some joke about. Uh,
2: Joe and Mika.
1: Well, I think they may have said something first, and then he got pissed, and then they were more. That's mad usually the way it works and with and the President Trump. Yes, is that
2: you say something first, and he
1: takes it the wrong way. Then look or out, or he gets mad, look and then out. it's over. Yeah. So it's been an interesting situation, and I and we we go back to the uh, like in 2009. He used to have a radio show, Joe Scarborough, and uh, and he <coughs> left the air. Because they were looking for a more competitive time slot. <laughs> I think he was on in mornings, which is the most competitive time slot on radio. And they went to middays. But they, they were looking for a more competitive time slot. Oh, oh okay. okay. You mean a time slot where you can be more competitive against your competition? That might be what you were talking about. I don't know. <laughs> and, didn't they, was and it was a two-hour show. And then they got off yes. the air and the story they they threw out to the public was well we're, we're now we're, what we're doing is we're meeting to decide how we can do a third hour <laughs> Wait, what? It's so good. You just do the third hour. No, what do you mean you're you meeting to decide? That's how almost to do impossible it. just to add an hour of radio like that. And they, it's impossible. They use that excuse for like a year. Well, we're st- we meeting to figure out how we can you know do a third hour of the show. Mean,
2: programmers around America, <laughs> radio stations around the world, have struggled with how to add a third hour to programs. You can't just start doing years. a third
1: hour. No. Well, we did, but they can't do it. They can't do it. Well, I mean, people too that, difficult. So bad. So anyway, so bad. Then he claims. Just to say the show's over. Then he buys into all the garbage on MSNBC and still claims to be a conservative. Shut up. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the MSNBC conservative, right? <laughs> he's the, he's the Hollywood conservative. Yeah, he is. I mean, I guess you could call him the Shep Smith of MSNBC. Ooh,
2: I don't Shepherd know. Shepard
1: Smith is to Fox what Joe Scarborough is
2: uh, right.
1: to MSNBC. Except
2: I, except I like mm-hmm. Shep. Mm, okay. A lot of times, right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, and that's your prerogative. Not a big,
2: I'm not a huge fan of Joe, except when he's
1: trying to hold. Me. Oh, I'm he, not a fan. You have of to watch this. Because it's so good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Frank in Florida. Frank, you're on the Blaze. Hi. <clears throat> hey, Frank. Welcome. Frank, you there? Hello, Frank. We lost him. We lo- oh no, we lost him. Did he break it to me? <sighs> uh, Frank is not feeling very well. Oh, no. Frank in Florida? Yeah. He's uh, not feeling well? He's gone. We lost him. Oh, no. Was that easier to take? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Richard in Illinois. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Hey. This
7: is Mr. Richard Fungus. Uh, I wanting to know if you guys could bring back the douche-halla thing <laughs> and hand out some grand nozzles. Maybe do a segment once a week.
1: Uh-huh.
7: A lot of people missing it. Okay. And, uh, that woman that called earlier, Shelley, I think from California, talking about tracking parents down. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to contact her and see if she could track down if anybody's entered in the whoopies, uh vagina?
2: <laughs> well, we know that and they I have. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not
7: sure. I'm not sure. And if I have, if uh-huh. we to get a name
1: on that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Richard. We'll look into that. All of those things. We're going to do a lot of investigating, including the Whoopi vagina, into every every eventuality that he proposed there. Uh, Nathan in Virginia, you're on the blaze.
5: Hello. Hey. How are you guys doing today? Good. Oh. Ah, good. So, my question is. What about the father and all of this abortion stuff?
1: Yeah, the, the father's was, pretty much forgotten.
5: I was, I was a father in the Army. I got a girl pregnant, and I was preparing to deploy, and she went and had an abortion without my consent,
14: mm. without
5: anything. And still to this day, I wonder what my child would have been like. I wonder what opportunities I could have given this child. Are you still with her? I wonder where. No. God, no. <laughs>
2: uh,
5: hmm. I wonder where this child would be five years later. Yeah. I wonder what kindergarten programs they'd be in. I wonder everything. And especially now that I am as sick as I am, I'm dealing with cancer and dealing with things from my deployment. I was severely wounded and what, what life I could have given this child, what I could have passed on and everything like that, I may not have the opportunity to, get, to have another child. And I am struggling and everything like that. And my only opportunity was thrown in the trash can by a woman in, mm-hmm. without my consent. So what about the fathers? How, how can people in government just, you know, take away the right of the father? without? Yeah. How can Roe v. Wade not consider the right of the father?
1: They, because the father doesn't mean anything in this equation uh, to the left. Nope. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Nathan. And thank you for your service. Uh, hope things improve. 888 thirty three ninety three. There's no consideration to the father because the baby's not growing inside your body. And so you've got no right to tell the, what, the woman what she has to do with hers. Don't worry about the other body that's growing inside of her body. Don't worry about that. That's just, that could be, I don't know, asparagus? Uh, who knows? It could be shoe leather. It could be a Volkswagen. I mean, there's what? an outside chance, I suppose, it might be a human being. <laughs> oh, well. It's uh, usually not. So we're just removing tissue. You could better odds that it's going to be broccoli yeah, than a human. Yeah. it's yeah. It's tissue. It's like, it's Kleenex. You got Kleenex tissue in there. So ridiculous, you know it is. It's absurd, and they've gotten away with it for forty-five years, forty-five years. And then every time uh, you mention, "Hey, what about what about the baby here? What about well, what about a woman's right to choose? Well, what what about the? Why don't you care about the mother?
2: My what? body, my choice.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about the sixty million we've lost? What about, what about that? Yeah, they don't care about that. And what about the father? Yeah, they don't care about that. What about, you know, could any of those children have changed the world? You're always talking about changing the world. Maybe one of them would have cured cancer. I, I mean, there's a good chance that uh, many of them would have been absolute geniuses. Even if they're just living ordinary lives, so what? Those are worth living. And not to the left they don't care uh Rob in Florida you're on the blaze hi Good to touch you you too um
9: just uh so you're aware um Ted Danza uh Danza and dated whoopi Goldberg <laughs> I
1: forgot about that I forgot How's you he feeling about that now uh...
9: Now,
2: I will say, yeah, that's a good point. Now, I that's will say, true. That, uh, in in those days, Whoopi
1: was a you know a never good. Up. She
10: was never good at uh, any. No, change. she wasn't. You're I'm right. Yes, never, thank you. Never Rob. once. Thank you for that's bringing
1: sanity back to the discussion. That's Not true. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. No, Whoopi in any age. No, no, that's not true. No, yes, it is true. No, it is not. Yes, it is. You want to put that hand down out of my uh, face not, like that? Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's no accounting for Ted Dance in there. I mean, I who knows what was going through his head? And it was for a while, right?
2: Yeah, it was for a while. Whoopi then uh, Whoopi got him in trouble, and then he uh,
1: she got him in trouble. What? Do yeah,
2: you mean? that was when they wore the blackface thing, right? That was her idea.
1: Oh, and he got wow. in big trouble
2: wearing the blackface. He had to wow, pay, he paid the price for that.
1: Oh yeah, ha! I forgot completely about that. Where's that controversy in your life? How come that's never brought up? That's long gone. Speaking of racism, hey, Whoopi, remember when you guys did the blackface at the, what was that? It was some, an award show show or something. Uh, Guy in New Jersey, you're on the blaze.
18: Hey guys, hey guys! I love your show. The blaze never turns off on my uh, app all day long. I appreciate Thank all you. you guys do.
1: It's awesome. Thank hey, you.
18: Just, uh, just, just real quick, touching on the uh, father's perspective on what we were talking about on the abortion issue. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me if I get emotional. I'm third with the same woman for 35 years. While we were dating, 16, 17 two unwanted pregnancies at the time and opted, at our only option at that time was to have an abortion being young, liberal, naive, and broke mm-hmm. um, and non-spiritual at the time, I would say. And uh, Long story short, years and years of guilt we'd share between us, but we'd always keep it private. You know, she'd deal with it in her head and her thinking, I never had any feelings or attachments. And, you know, psychotherapy, therapy, I'm a I'm a prior team guy, also a Navy SEAL team too, but needless to say, um, 25 years later, I wind up, uh, you know, just last January, burying my oldest daughter um, to the flu. Oh, man. And you want to talk, talk about regrets and God's revenge and all the guilt that comes rambling back of choices you make, decisions that haunt you. Mm -hmm. Um, Had we not done it, would we have four children and middle older sister still alive? Um, So we are affected as men as long as we try to hold it together and be the tough, strong ones. But it it devastates us all. And it's something of that 60 million. I'm I'm not proud to say I have two in that group of which I fight with healing and God's forgiveness on some some way, and I'll have to face that when I stand at the doorways of heaven or hell and I'm prepared
1: for both. Fortunately, there is repentance, though, Guy. Uh, Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for the call. Um, Man, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And I I don't don't know if this helps. I certainly don't believe that God is taking revenge on you for that. Um, I don't believe that he operates that way. It may feel like that, um, but uh, but he's not vengeful. 888 um, 900 And at Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter, if if you want. It's Free Speech Friday, so we can continue to talk about uh, the abortion issue and how close we are to maybe one day overturning Roe v. Wade and all the things that that entails. Um, of course, there is... Uh, The renewed gun control hysteria because of yesterday's shooting of five people at a newspaper in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. we got to get to this Michael Moore on civility thing. This guy is just unbelievable. And, of course, Barack Obama is—they're all crying and (laughs) weeping over the loss of Barack Obama in public office. (laughs) Now, Obama has actually been on the sidelines— mostly quiet he's spoken out a few times but that's what president ex-presidents do they leave the current president alone to do his job and they usually don't interfere now every single time that happens though it's to my knowledge always been some liberal democrat that you know a jimmy carter has not kept his mouth shut no, bill clinton no, is not. certainly hasn't kept his mouth shut and it would surprise me if Barack Obama keeps his mouth shut any longer. Um, they just don't care about the office of the presidency and and following the traditions that have been set. Nothing is written where you have to stay quiet, but they just normally – look at what George W. Bush did. Right. Say what you will about him, and I have. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of George W. Bush. <laughs> but the thing was, he took the office of the presidency seriously. It meant something to him. And the traditions that it, it had been established – by former presidents meant something to him. And even when he was being bashed every single day, blamed every single day for every single problem we had, he kept quiet until when he finally spoke out, he spoke out about Donald of Trump. Of course, of course. That was it was about Donald Trump. Jeez, <laughs> uh, is agonizing. I wanted him to speak out when he was being bashed every day, but he wouldn't. He didn't. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up here.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. here
1: it's true i am uh she was right about that i don't know how she knew but i guess she just took a wild stab in the dark
2: no she's the blaze radio psychic
1: announcer oh okay she's really good i know i mean i don't believe in psychics but you've just proven me wrong thank you 888 <laughs> 933 uh with your thoughts Talking about uh, being on the verge, maybe, of overturning Roe v. Wade. It depends, first of all, on who Trump nominates. Secondly, on who the Senate confirms. Third, will all the conservatives make a conservative ruling if Roe v. Wade is ever challenged? And will states challenge Roe v. Wade just to put it to the test and and force the Supreme Court's hand? Oh. Those are all big ifs. They sure are. And will John Roberts make a conservative decision, a pro-life decision, if it comes to that? People are already talking about him being the swing vote, and I think that's entirely possible. I think he steps into the Anthony Kennedy role. He's the chief justice, so this is his court. Yeah. So he's worried about what history is going to say about him. And, and he does, I, I get the impression that he doesn't want to be seen as a right-wing kook. Even though I don't believe he is, I don't care about any of that stuff. But I think he does, and I think he's affected by it. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, we will. I, I you know, right wing kook. You know, I mean, probably, I, but for I, sure. I mean, he's look. He's going to be remembered as you know, Ob- Obamacare. Period. Well,
1: he is now. Period. B- because he was worried about his legacy prior to that, or he was, uh, he was coerced. Coerced. Through some conspiracy, blackmailed, uh huh, involving his adopted child. Uh, Okay. Now, if it ever comes to a vote on Roe v. Wade, and he has an adopted child, that should make an impression on him, shouldn't it? Hope so. Yeah, you would think he'd he'd be in favor of life, carrying to term somebody who took advantage of the adoption process himself. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Chuck in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi.
19: Hey. Good morning, Pat. Morning. Hi. Yeah, I'm sitting here in the middle of a thunderstorm. Uh, yes. and Japanese flew their first rocket plane in World War II, and I was adopted.
1: So that was a while ago.
19: Yeah, nineteen. 19- Forty-five, July 7th. Wow. And if it hadn't, if I have a feeling that if abortion had been legal, then I probably wouldn't be here 73 years later.
1: Really? Oh. So your, yeah. your mother was where you, your parents were in a bad situation at the time.
19: Uh, I gather they were now. The only thing I know is they were both Irish
1: mm-hmm. and this
19: is Chicago. So, you know, what kind of Irish they might've been. <laughs> Yeah. So other than that, you know, that's all I can find out.
1: Yeah. Appreciate but- it. But but thanks a lot, Chuck. Um, aren't all Irish the same kind of Irish? They're all drunken sots, right? Isn't yep. that? Yeah. Uh, brawlers uh, hanging out in bars all the time. And they had to start their own mob because they weren't good enough. to. Right. Own. It had to be the Irish mob because they weren't good enough for the Italian yeah, mob. Not even close <laughs> to the Italian mob. <laughs> See, and I can say that because I'm Irish, so that's not uh, hateful on my part. That's just self-deprecating oh. on my part. Oh, okay. I'm just admitting the truth. Oh, okay. If you okay. don't, if you don't, if you don't like the truth, that's you're probably not Irish. You you don't know the truth. Uh, Jerry in Ohio, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah,
11: I just wanted to say I have my hand in that abortion uh, and. Um,
2: Surprised to hear from all these guys, you know. I beg God every night for forgiveness for it, and I just don't know how it could happen. That's just killing the kill. We fought for the fell for the propaganda back then too, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Were you, Were you Were you more liberal at the time, or Nah, nah man, no. I, not really. It was just, you Did know, you? it was what was publicized.
18: You know, it's not a mm-hmm. baby. You know. It's just tissue and you know that kind of crap, right. was, yeah, we you know, I was surprised to hear from more
11: guys. I mean, you yeah, know.
1: a lot of a lot of guys it means you're not alone, right?
11: Yeah, it, I thought I was I really that's did. what I
2: mean yeah, yeah. a lot many yeah.
1: times people feel that they're so alone and really they're not. Thanks for the call, Jerry. And there I mean God can forgive everything. He's that loving. He wants to forgive. but here's the here's the key. On some of these things. you got to forgive yourself, too. Maybe God has already forgiven you, Jerry, and you just, you just haven't forgiven yourself yet. Uh, see if you can make make that happen. Since you were of a different frame of mind at the time, younger at the time, we all make mistakes. 888-933-93. Uh, Bob in Illinois, you're on the blaze.
16: Uh, yes. Uh, my wife and I adopted a baby, a uh, newborn, 16 years ago. And the mother would have had every reason to have given him up or had him aborted, but uh, she chose to carry him. And we came in contact with her before the baby was born. And we got to be, my wife got to be in the delivery room when he was born. And I just wanted to encourage Norma that she probably made another couple
14: uh,
16: very happy.
1: Yeah, I bet. um, Yes. Uh, You you can almost guarantee that.
16: My my wife and I owe a great debt of gratitude to the young lady that uh, allowed us to adopt her baby.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. You know, Glenn, obviously, has talked about this many, many times, adopting Rafe. Uh, And uh, the mother of Rafe was having a very, very difficult time in her life. And, you know, she gave Rafe up for adoption and could you possibly argue that he hasn't had a better life? No way. I mean, look at how what a great life he he was adopted into with two loving parents. That's still blessed. Well, that is true. He's gotten to hear a lot of catastrophe talk. Right? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of catastrophe talk going on in that household. So, I don't know, maybe we should check with Ray to find out if that was Pat a good Gray. thing.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network,
1: and thank you for joining us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, at Pat Unleashed.
2: You know, you've gone two hours. Uh, you keep mentioning uh, Pat Unleashed, but uh, once again, uh, another day goes by. You haven't mentioned at Jeffy MRA uh, at Twitter, which is my at
1: Jeffy MRA is my Twitter account. I noticed. Yeah, I noticed you have not mentioned that, but you just did. So I think you kind of took care of that, right? It's not the same. Yeah, I'm not going to mention it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then at Jeffy MRA. All right. Uh, all right. We're talking about. Uh, we've been talking about the Supreme Court justice potential. And look, we don't even know who it is yet. Not even no idea. So we don't even know who it is.
2: We have the We have the We're. We've been told that it was going to be one
1: of the 25.
2: Yes. Of the that was the initial 25.
1: Right, that's what we were told, and those were all really good possibilities. I don't know about all. I think there were a few that maybe weren't quite as good as the others. And do do
2: does Trump uh, nominate one of the ones that maybe not as good as the others just
1: to see test the waters? I'm I'm worried about that. I I'm kind of worried about that. He he might just to placate the left. I uh, I don't know. He he did promise though it was going to be somebody conservative. It's going to be somebody that uh, Republicans yeah. and conservatives will be excited about. But what I keep hearing is Brett Kavanaugh, who's a former Kennedy clerk. He was a, he clerked for uh, Justice Kennedy. And he's iffy, from what I understand. I don't know all that much about the rulings of a lot of these people because how can you? Um, so you kind of go on what other people say. And what I'm hearing other people say is that Brett Kavanaugh is probably the least conservative among them. Oof. Then there's Amy Coney Barrett, who's a former Notre Dame professor. Uh, she clerked. She's a former clerk of Antonin Scalia. So that's pretty good. That is
2: pretty good company. Pretty,
1: pretty good company right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you got Raymond Ketledge, which I've not heard much about. He's also a former uh, Anthony Kennedy clerk. And then you get down to my personal favorite, Mike Lee, Utah Senator Mike Lee. That guy is a constitutionalist. that guy used to watch Supreme Court uh, hearings and rulings and look for them and read their <laughs> read their opinions when he was 10 years old you, for you, fun Do you say that like you didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do when that when you were ten. You it's going to probably surprise you, but no, I I do say that like I didn't do it because I, mean, I didn't do it at ten. You didn't weren't
2: looking no. for the Supreme Court rulings. Neither be, was I doing that at
1: twenty, thirty, forty. <laughs> I barely remember now. Oh yeah,
2: that's right. The Supreme Court's putting some stuff out today.
1: <sighs> so you well, got. You've got Mike Lee. You've got his brother, Thomas Lee. Right. Now, he
2: claims his brother, and obviously he's talking about his brother, but he claimed his brother is, you know, super smart and uh, would do a, be a great. A great, justice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he's already doing a great job on the Utah Supreme Court. So, you know, would it be much of a stretch? No. No, it would not. Uh, then you got Thomas Hardiman, who was a runner-up last time when Gorsuch got it. So those seem to be the lead candidates. If you pick one of those guys... Uh, and it's not my favorite, but you don't pick my least favorite, Kavanaugh, then I'll probably be pretty happy with it. And I think we'd have a shot at overturning Roe v. Wade. We'll see. But we, Again, we don't even know yet. Right. We don't know who it's going to be. We don't know where John Roberts is going to stand in all of this. There's a lot of ifs. Will any of the states challenge Roe v. Wade? Will, uh, will a state pass a law that bans abortion? Would Texas have the giblets to do that?
2: I don't know. I don't know that we would now. Maybe, well,
1: maybe would <laughs> Indiana have the giblets to do that? You know, s- several states have already toughened up their, like Iowa, and who was the other one? Was it South Carolina that they just toughened up their abortion law and and tried to limit them to 21 weeks? And in one case, oh, it right. got it got slapped down. The other one, I think, did limit it to 21 weeks, and then that was going to be challenged. Of so course. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three
2: one weeks. Right, you're halfway 21 through the pregnancy. One week,
1: and you have a viable baby at that point. Who you
2: you most definitely. I mean,
1: who if who can live outside the womb at twenty one weeks, and, and and you're killing that baby. And people wow. who
2: have uh, who have wanted a child and lost it at twenty one weeks would mm-hmm. completely disagree with your twenty one weeks not being a baby. Oh yeah, I mean it's absolutely unbelievable that that's the that's the time frame
1: yeah it is it is looks like a baby uh i mean i developed like a baby
2: let's i mean i realize that we're talking about you know from conception uh is when it's when we're considering a a baby i got Mm -hmm. you but to to compromise
1: at 21 weeks and that's not enough insane yeah there's a lot of these extremists that don't want any cutoff I mean, right up to the partial birth abortion thing, where their head is coming out, and you essentially murder the you child. Will, you will burn to the fires of hell. For oh that. my gosh, that's that's just horrific.
2: I'm sorry, but horrific. You, uh, uh, you will burn for that.
1: Triple eight nine hundred 93 Here's some of the crazy meltdown going on over this situation. Uh, there's a, a a montage from the Late Show on how crazy people are getting here's a look at just a few oh good yeah there ain't
11: no way to sugarcoat this (laughs) today justice anthony kennedy
18: announced he's retiring from the supreme court the only swing vote on the supreme court is gone who cares about anything anymore i'm going crazy people
13: it's 30 we're looking at a a, a destruction of the constitution of the united states as far as i can tell they not
3: allowed somebody to come into the supreme court for 30
1: years For 30 years, because they won by one vote, it's not going to be acceptable. And Roe v. Wade is doomed. It is gone. And it's not just abortion. It's eliminating affirmative action. It's eliminating even the
11: possibility of any sort of gun control, allowing a greater use okay. of, of the death penalty. You
6: are not a straight white male in America right now. Uh-huh. You are probably freaking out.
11: I think it's going to be almost like
3: Civil War stuff. You watch.
6: Get out of my behind. Get out of my vagina. Get out
3: Against the, Steve, the of the reality of the math in the lay like, a little bit. You lay down. If you lay down like the experts are saying, and lay down and accept this as history that can't be stopped, You're going to see a political party in serious
11: implosion.
18: What should Senate Democrats do?
12: They have to raise hill that it is time for you guys to get mean and fight. Are you ready?
1: Yes. Uh,
3: I think the Democrats have to say no way, non-passario,
16: no one passes this line. And it will be unforgivable if Democrats roll on this.
3: If they allow this to proceed,
14: they're going to look stupid, they're
3: going to look
16: weak,
6: and they're going to be overthrown. In some ways... It feels like all hope is dead.
1: Nothing can bring it back.
17: See, we oh we my are God. hearing from the president on this issue, and I do want to well,
3: listen to his comments. He's not going to
1: decide this thing. Wow. That's just insanity. It's just insanity. Now, did we feel like that during some of Obama's reign of terror? Yeah. I uh, Most definitely. We did. We did. Uh, but we found out. We survived it. And we tried to tell them at the beginning, look, Okay, we we got a little too hysterical over Obama. But we knew that he was a Marxist. (laughs) We didn't want a Marxist in the presidency. But we survived it because the president doesn't have enough power to ruin the country on his own. Not in four years. And not in eight. Not that he didn't try. He sure tried. He gave it his all. Uh, Passed Obamacare. Got that done. But you can't, unless you set fire to the U.S. Constitution... And if you do that, by the way, uh, you're going to have some other repercussions. Yes. But unless you set fire to the U.S. Constitution and just null and void it, uh, it's not going to be as as cataclysmic as you think. So calm down. Well, calm if we down. Were... But they can't because they can't lose abortion for some reason. I don't know. It's it, again, it's abortion and climate change are like a religion to these people. It's the...
2: Uh, that's a strange religion, too. By the way,
1: really strange religion. <laughs> really strange. That's a sacrifice of children. Uh, that's that fits into the, the Satan's plan.
2: I will say though that if we were going to say get rid of this, our old constitution, mm-hmm. we might. I mean, it's well, not, it wouldn't be a world. bad thing. Because I mean, we could mm-hmm. we could follow. I don't know, South Africa.
1: Yeah, right. Can, Canada. Uh, they did Canada. one in 1982. Uh, what about Iceland? Iceland. We could do what they did and just choose our amendments on Twitter. Just tweet us your amendments, and we'll put them in for you. <laughs> Somebody likes gets in. Caller number 104 gets to decide an amendment right now. 888 933 Caller 104 actually yeah, wins the, the opportunity American. to put a constitutional amendment in the U.S. Constitution. Look at those lines blowing up, Pat. I'll tell you, <laughs> hold on a second. No, Caller 1, 2. Not only do you get a free amendment in the U.S. Constitution, but we're also going to give you a certificate for a free hamburger at Burger King. Nice. nice. I love those when you get the free certificates. So they're great. They're great. 888-933-93. Uh, let's go to Casey in uh, Washington. Casey, you're on the blaze.
9: Well, it's about time. I
11: just wanted to say that uh, um, I have a sister-in-law who gave up a child and just recently reconnected with him. And the family is uh, really outstanding, both his and and ours, uh, putting that together. I didn't know about it, but I was pleased to find that out. But then – uh, you, you've you been bashing uh, Jane Wyman out there a couple of weeks ago. I tried to see you two weeks ago when I was down there, but you were nowhere to be found. And then I found out that you have been continually bashing uh, Jeffrey uh, mm-hmm. there. Uh, and I kind of wonder if he, he's adopted and you, your mom gave him up and he's <laughs> a long lost brother of yours.
1: Heaven forbid. Good heavens. No. Casey, Uh, that that would make wash your mouth out. uh, That would make like similar bloodlines, and uh, and no, that's a fate worse than death. But thank you for that uh, horrifying image. The bloodline would be, yeah, fate worse than death. Yes, that's what he was saying is
2: that
1: (laughs) (laughs) was it. Was he here for the museum? Is that what he's talking about? Is that what he's? Absolutely, Casey was,
2: and I remember talking. You remember him him well, and uh, he was. He was fascinating. He had a great, <laughs> great
1: time to see him. I really appreciate it. Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze.
16: Well, howdy. Hey. Well, what if I had adopted my uh, girlfriend's uh, child that we aborted, and when she almost bled to death when she had the abortion, and what if mm. that child had grown up to be one of these people in the shooting, and had stopped this maniac with a firearm? What if they had? this person that I adopted, defended and stopped a criminal. Now this criminal is still alive. All these people uh-huh. that want uh, abortion want uh, mm-hmm. mercy and uh, no capital punishment. And what if somebody jumped the fence over at Whoopi's or over at Obama's in seek service or her private security? What if they have to abort this person with their firearms?
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean that's the what that's the big if. question, right? The what ifs.
1: Yeah, we just we, we don't know. Yeah, you got sixty million. Uh, yeah, what ifs. people to say what if about and an infinite amount of choices that they could have made. Appreciate it, thanks, Neil. Um, yeah, it's amazing to think of that. It sure is. It's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. When you turn on the news, it's easy to get sucked into defending your side and and forget about just the actual principles involved. Yeah, that's that's happened a lot since Donald Trump. We we just choose sides and we forget about some of the conservative principles, some of the founding principles that this country was established with. Uh, that's why this book that we've discovered from Michael S. Law is so good. It's called The Founder's Revolution. And in it, you will rediscover the forgotten history of how the Declaration of Independence came into being and the principles that form its foundation and that founded this country. Everything in the book is from the original source documents. That is so important. Because when you start getting into the 1920s on, then you start getting not the original sources, but what some writer thinks about the original sources. Somebody's opinion about what the founders were actually saying. And then you lose it. I mean, then it's no good. You'll gain insight into every charge the founders made in the declaration. You'll, you'll get insight into what they intended America to be, to be and to become. And you'll find out how far from our founders we have strayed. And you'll want to do something about it. Go to your computer right now or your iPad or your phone and go to thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. Pick up your copy on Amazon. The book has five stars. It's a great read. You're going to love it. Your kids will love it. Thefoundersrevolutionbook.com
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio Network,
1: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where you'll hear things like this with the hashtag.
2: Uh, put that in your pipe. Uh, we've got uh, just two muck and fudge. Uh, ethnic cleansing doesn't have quite the
1: same ring as Planned Parenthood. Nope, and no, that's it does exactly, not. It's exactly why they do that.
2: And uh, from Judy uh, Chapel, this is I, I don't even Judy Chapel tweets. Uh, Can't listen today. But I wanted to remind everyone that at Jeffy MRA is fat. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. That's great. Uh, That's priceless, man. uh, Really? I I don't know why. I don't know why they needed to be reminded.
1: Just in case, you know, if anybody started to uh, lose their concentration on that issue, he just pulled it back. Oh, so, well,
2: thank you then for the reminder. Yeah, that's really <laughs> keep everybody in line. I appreciate that's it.
1: Helpful. <laughs> that's really helpful. Uh, all right, before we get back to the phone, let's uh, let's play the Mika and Joe thing oh. that we were threatening because this is fun. I, this is plain you fun. You haven't seen this have you? I haven't seen I, it.
2: I am so happy you have not seen this because it is so good.
1: I, although, I think I might remember it. Did Th- this happen a while ago? It's yeah, this, been a few was, weeks. Uh, this
2: was a, at least a week, <laughs> maybe a week, 2 weeks tops.
1: Okay. Uh, here's Mika refusing to hold Joe's hand on NSVC. Watch this. He's trying to get president.
13: Yeah. Thank you, indeed. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Joe. Joe's back. <laughs>
6: He's here. Can I drink this no, wine? I know. I
13: Sometimes the water, the water, he does. you just to the
11: water Yeah, 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 yeah. Really it was good, feel. huh?
6: He is here.
17: I do parables.
11: And too. Great to have you back. Does he walk
13: with it? We did lots of I fighting did. over issues, uh, so it should be a good show today. No, we did not. Oh yeah, we did. We never did. fight. Uh huh. Like, no, don't don't do that. Okay, not on the air.
12: Not on the air.
15: What are you doing? <laughs> it's six oh three.
18: Willie, can I ask you a question? Uh oh. I don't know.
11: We're engaged. We're engaged. I mean, we've been engaged now for like. 13 no. years. Stop. Can I do you think I should be able to hold her hand by, at this point in the engagement with her consent? If
13: you'll be quiet, I'll hold your hand. Oh,
11: I don't even know what that means. Uh, so I could do the news. Well, why don't you just do this? <laughs> this show is up to an interesting start. By the
1: way, is <laughs> that uncomfortable? Is that awkward? Or I'm trying to get why? everybody
2: in and out of Can I hold her hand? Shouldn't I be able to hold her hand? Wow. My side or Mika's side? What side are you on? And on top of which, uh, no, Joe, you know, be told in my hand, don't be doing that. Not on the air. <laughs> on the air, what are you doing?
1: And it's so weird, because A, everybody knows now that they're a couple. Why not hold hands on, does it matter?
2: It does if you're Mika. Mika's too prim and proper, right, for on air. Or she's too
1: much of a journalist to show affection on the earth, Oh, yeah, that's right. Which we know that's not to I'm be at. true. That's what I meant. Uh-huh. Like she's
2: got to read the news, and she has to remain, you know, focused yeah. on reading the news. yeah the news that
1: she struggled at putting together all night i think it's fascinating cuz he said they've been they've been engaged for 13 years and you know that's a little bit of a stretch but i think they've been involved I've probably for a been really involved long for quite some yeah a long time Man, cuz everybody knew it and then they just get pissed and deny it and now it, for some reason they decided to finally admit it and come clean
2: and how is how do they have a show i would like to i would like to honestly ask that question a good question now i know that you know you can you can look at me and say what are you doing on tv i agree <laughs> i agree yes
1: hundred percent you say that about virtually everybody on the blaze but mm-hmm. uh, how do they have a show i don't know i don't know because they're not good we can all understand oh that, my right? Gosh.
2: They're, just not, they're, they're not just they're not good
1: not. no they're not good
2: the whole show was the dynamic and joe's back and he's back from like, who cares <laughs> let's do the freaking show <laughs>
1: Well, that's kind of where I am with them, but I, you know, they must have somebody watching because they're still right. on. Okay, they're still sticking on. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, this Alexandria Cortez situation is really bothersome to me. And I know at the beginning of the week, you weren't really bothered was, by it. I was. Uh, Are now, you any more bothered, I, bothered I think by I socialism? Now.
2: I think I am now. I think you've, you've kind of got me leaning toward it's a bigger problem
1: than I first anticipated. According to her mom, she intends and wants to become president. Of course she does. So she's got these big ambitions. She is a, a very attractive 28-year-old socialist. Willing to work hard. Work hard enough to get into office. Be out there pounding the pavement. Really hard. And she talks about the benefits of socialism as if it's not. And, you know, all it means to her is, I mean, here's what socialism means to me. She talked about this. I think it was on Colbert last Uh, night.
11: You're a very capable, intelligent person. Why do you think you were able to swing 51 points in three weeks and unseat this man and been there for 20 years? Well, I think the
20: first thing to kind of mention is that I don't think polling is always right. We learned that so, in
17: 2016. We learned that in 2016.
12: You know, yes. polling well, here's the big thing.
20: Polling people try to identify who is the most likely person to turn out. And what we did is that we changed who turns out. And that changes the whole election. Yeah. Yay. Who doesn't
11: turn out? Who doesn't turn out, especially for democratic primaries, and who turned out for you? What what is what Listen is your, to this. who are this. your constituents?
20: Well, I'll tell you one thing. Mm, the, one we thing. were about eight minutes till the polls were closing. Yeah. And I was in my home neighborhood in the Bronx. And these two young, oh, yeah, BX, we got any BX out here? Um, oh, yeah. And it was eight minutes till the polls closed. And these two, like, teenage looking kids came up to me and was like, We just voted for you. And I was like, How old are you? And they're like, 19? 19 years old, voting in an off-year, midterm primary election.
1: For a socialist? Yeah, that's not a good (laughs) thing, Pumpkin. That's not a good thing. for her, though. Uh, For her, it's great, because she won. She won by 15 points. She was down in the polls by 36. She won by 15. That's the 51-point swing that they're talking about. That's crazy. So here's what she says about the word socialism. I think what it really means is just democratic participation in our economic dignity. Oh, no, that's oh. not what socialism means. And our economic, social and racial dignity. No. First of all, socialism has nothing to do with race. Nothing. Zero to do with race. Socialism is a form of government that makes government bigger. That's what it is. It's it's an overpowering, overbearing, over Arching, overstretching government—that's what socialism is, and they control everything. And, and it's just getting in the way of people and the Constitution. That's what it, that's what socialism would do in this country, and that's why, you know, I, that's why when I uh, I said on Wednesday, it's unAmerican, it's incompatible with the American Constitution. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, it kind of does. If you're a socialist and you want socialism in this country, yeah, that's kind of a bad thing. So stop it. Go somewhere else and push your socialist garbage.
2: It's just it, it, uh, fascinating to me that I didn't, uh, you know, when I first heard it, my argument was kind of like, ah, you know, they voted for her because they wanted to get rid of the, the old white guy no, they've been there forever. I and think they I,
1: want free stuff.
2: I, 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 I think that's it. And that's socialism. That had the most to do with... Uh, <laughs> With the free stuff, and he wasn't out there saying how bad she was.
1: And I'm going to look. At, I'm going to look at other socialist countries where it's gone so well. Like I don't know. There's a really good example right now called Venezuela. What do you mean everything's going great there? Right. <laughs> Get this: five million Venezuelan boulevards. So the boulevard is the equivalent of our dollar. That's what. The, that's their. You know. That's their base. Uh, m- monetary unit. Right. So 5 million bolivars is equivalent to a $1.45. A $1. $1.45? 45. Are you kidding me? Now, I, I, there's always been a disparity there between the the American dollar yes. and the bolivar, but it's not that dramatic. 5 million to 1 almost? Come on. So here's how much inflation they've had in the past year. So it's gone up a little. Welcome to socialism. Yeah. Welcome to socialism. Thank you, Alexandria, for, for telling us what socialism is all about. We should tell the truth.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: unleashed I'm not quite in the same panic uh, over this socialist in uh, New York being elected Alexandria Cortez as the uh, leftists are over the potential Supreme Court nominee boy but, thats
2: that, that, that's that's true yeah I mean
1: whew. but I will say I think it's serious I think it's it's definitely worth looking into because the Millennials are so into this socialism thing now they're 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 given that propaganda at school they're brought up with it that it's a great you know there's nothing wrong with it that it's a fairer more equal distribution of wealth and all that nonsense and that uh, capitalism is based on greed well okay what are they supposed to think then right. rather than being taught that capitalism has pulled billions out of abject poverty and it's saved millions Millions, billions, probably, from starving to death. Uh, it's still socialism that's being jammed down their throats. Yeah, still
2: bad. I, that doesn't make any sense at all.
1: And and this uh, uh, this Cortez wants to guarantee free everything to everybody: free education, free healthcare, free jobs, free housing. Nobody should be poor in America. Well, those are all great platitudes. I mean, nobody wants there to be anybody poor. Yeah, uh, in the richest most most prosperous nation on earth, nobody should be poor. Well, what do you I've, you can't eliminate the poor. I mean, nobody wants there to be poor people. But here's the thing, it's not the government's job to fix that. If I see a poor person, I should help that poor person. That's my responsibility. I'm told that in the scriptures. And that's what we all need to be doing. We don't leave that in the hands of government because they suck at that. They're the ones that caused the problem in the first place. But and Alexandria Cortez believes apparently it's the government's responsibility to ensure that there's nobody suffering in this world. Okay. she said
2: how she plans. I mean, she may have an idea of how she's going to pay for it. Different. Uh, how everybody's going to get their free stuff? No, differently. You, you know than how other.
1: There's only one way to do it. There is one way. And that's taxation. You just keep taxing people until you're able to pay for their college and their health care. Oh, and their guaranteed job. Oh, and their housing. Wow. How much is that gonna cost us now? <laughs> wow. Am I gonna be able to keep any of my money? Like ten percent of it? Will you leave that for me, the ten percent? Jeez. Uh, well nah, that's too much. Maybe I could have two percent of my ca- of my income. Yeah, well well nah, maybe not. Maybe not that, because you don't want there to be any poor. Well now I'm poor. <laughs> now I can't I can't afford anything. Jeez. There's just no way to do this through the government. You know, and then and then they'll throw Jesus in your face. Well, Jesus took care of the poor. Right. And he told us to. He didn't say Caesar needed to take care of the poor. He didn't tell the Sanhedrin to take care of the poor. He, he told each of us to take care of the poor. Socialism falls apart the second you look into it. the And and they're not looking into it. They're just told it's wonderful. It's equal. It'll help everybody. Every And, and I love that. I love that theory. <clears throat> In the wealthiest, most prosperous nation on earth, there's no reason for there to be poor people. Of course there is. <laughs> there's just going to be. Poor people in every society. Are there no poor people in Sweden? Come on now. Let's get real. Are there no poor people in the other socialist Shangri-Las we always hear about? Finland, Norway, Denmark, France. Of course there's poor people. In fact, most everybody in the country is equally poor. They don't live like we do. They don't have the lifestyle we do. They all claim that they're super happy in Sweden, but they're living in, you know, 900 square foot apartments. And that's fine. And that's fine for them they if that's what they like. You want to be Go happy? To I don't all want to. you. I don't want to. So that's what socialism leads to. Everybody equally poor. Everybody equally just getting by. Oh, but my I'm, I'm just getting by, but my health care is free. Oh good. Okay. Well, that's a well, no yeah, problem. and my education is free. Well, good. What did you what did you do with it? Can you become a millionaire with? Well, no. But I I can make 45,000 a year and the government will only take 60% of that. Oh. Okay, no problem, well that's then. if that makes you happy. Good for you. Uh, good but, for you. By the way, it's going to be it's going to be uh, 70. Yeah. It is. Triple eight here in this country, if they you know, start with all of these socialist programs, we're already at forty three percent for the upper tax bracket. Then you're gonna pay for people's health care, you're gonna pay for their um education, you're gonna pay for their guaranteed job, and you're gonna pay for their housing. Well, now how much is your taxation? It's at least sixty five or seventy percent. Has to be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh we're heading into uh fourth of july oh that's right next, uh, week. next week uh we're actually going to be here most of the week uh except for wednesday we'll be here every day next week um rob in colorado you're on the blaze hi
21: pat jeffy how you guys doing today
1: doing good, good. love the
21: show love you guys keep doing what you're doing thank uh, you get the serious things out of the way i'm a pro-life second amendment guy and I'll tell you what, I want nothing to do with Whoopi Goldberg coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, why
2: are you such a racist hater?
21: <laughs> no, sir, not racist. Just nobody wants any of that. <laughs> hey,
1: He's just got taste. Fire- that's the, that's, that's right, the issue. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
21: well, but anyway, guys, I'm a firefighter out here in Colorado, and I wanted to lighten the mood with three good tips for this 4th of July Okay. specifically also for millennials because it seems like they are the thick-headedest <laughs> of us all. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, first, pretty obvious, grass fires, forest fires. Nobody wants to start one of those. Watch what right. you're doing out there with those things, you know, where they're landing, all the grass out there. It's dry, it's hot. Denver just set a record yesterday at 105 degrees, so it is wow. hot across the country. Wow. Second <clears throat> second tip there, fireworks are not Tide pods. Please do not put your fireworks in your mouth. We have had (laughs) last year we had a guy do that. He can now eat a Granny Smith apple through a picket fence. I bet. Wow.
1: (laughs) Jeez. I mean, how dumb was that? Why would he? Why would you even do that?
21: It was he showing off to. believe it or not this is a lot of you can youtube this all over the place people think this is just a great idea that they're going to be cool and impress their friends and it's going to be fun well it is not fun when you're missing half your teeth yeah no (laughs) or worse man yeah yeah exactly and it does get worse for my third tip keep the fireworks out of your posterior (laughs) this shouldn't have to be said but i feel in the current climate with the snowflakes that are around that this is something that really needs to be put out there again yet another youtube sensation all those quote-unquote funny videos uh-huh. yeah. it's
1: real funny until it happens to you so they would they would put a firecracker in their butt and light it well, and you, let it go put off like a
2: like a well a, not a roman the, candle but the, one of the sparklers right
21: well with the butt the biggest one it seems to be uh, the bottle rockets yeah. and also the larger versions oh of the bottle my, rockets yeah. and everything. Gosh. It sounds like a great idea. It's going to be fun. Well, when the sparks no, it go doesn't. off, mm-hmm. the first thing that happens is when those hot sparks hit the rear end, you uh, clench. Yeah, well, that's... what happens when you clench is it doesn't go and fly up. <laughs> Nine out of ten of those things, when they launch explode. Uh, uh, So what uh, happens is as things go off, all the sparks come flying down, and then it goes off. Well, let me tell you, there's nothing more embarrassing than having A to call us to Mm. come get you. Mm -hmm. We put you on a helicopter, fly you into the ER, and then you have to explain to all the staff in the ER, why you have third-degree burns? At on that your point, that's
2: <laughs> Rob, let's be sad. honest. At that point, once you're laying on the gurney in the uh, in the ER, you you've bypassed the embarrassment part.
21: <laughs> well, you would think so until you realize that they're talking about skin grafts and surgery, and pretty soon, a good half of the hospital staff is going to get to see your most private areas yeah. on a pretty consistent basis for the next three to four weeks.
1: <laughs> what a country where you these have to be. These I warnings know. have to be spoken out loud. Hey, don't put uh, fireworks in your butt. Yeah, are you yeah, kidding me? I just, it's time for the no, it's time for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to come galloping through town. At that point, it's sad. You know,
21: bring on the EMP. I am I am ready to see the millennials go <laughs> down within the first two weeks without the Facebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, happy Fourth of July. Jeez, so, so it's fun bad. to hear what firefighters have seen though in their in their sometimes. daily work sometimes sometimes i mean sometimes. how dumb do you have to be to put a firecracker in your mouth well, and light it if it's for a youtube video or a bottle rocket in your butt for a youtube video
2: <laughs> watch this uh, yeah that's uh, something that's been said an awful lot
1: uh, watch this that's uh, not good famous last words yeah, uh, watch this Karen in California you're on the blaze. Hi.
22: Hey, hi. Hi. Had you on speaker. Um, I was just calling in um, to I guess pass on to guy when he was talking about God's vengeance and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then pat you um, you know you said that you didn't believe it. You know that, that, he's that vengeful. God is essential, right. That he's ventral, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say that God does forgive. Um, mm-hmm. that I was I was raised in a Christian home and I always thought myself to be a Christian. Um, my my mom, especially, was always talking about God's punishment. You do something wrong and there's God's wrath and God's punishment. And so for years, I was unable to have children, um, and I had to have a hysterectomy at 35. I was one of kids. But so with that, I thought... 40, 30 plus years, that because of my promiscuity in, in college and my early, you know, early adulthood and stuff, that God was punishing me for that
14: mm.
22: in not being able to have kids. Yeah. But the forgiveness—if if He can forgive everything that we've ever done, you mm-hmm. know, how can we not at least try, you know, forgive ourselves? Right. But it does start with forgiving ourselves and then being able to move on.
1: Yeah. Sometimes and that's the hardest it, part is forgiving ourselves.
22: Yeah. Cause yeah. he's already, he
1: already has a long time ago and then we're Not still, really. we're still holding it in.
22: Right. Exactly.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
22: Yeah. And so anyway, it just, once you do and you really, you it just, it's an overwhelming feeling
14: mm-hmm. and
22: just being able to see life through a whole new perspective. It's just, it's amazing. So, guys, yeah. you're still listening, really try to work on forgiving yourself, and then you'll be free.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Karen. Good advice. Uh, 888-933-93. That doesn't apply in your case, of course, Jeffy. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> she says. You are the one exception to that rule. I mean, everybody else it, it's yes, but <clears throat> clearly not you. But she right, said. I didn't want you to start getting false hope. <laughs> but she said. I just feel awful for having just said that in joke. Of course, that applies to Jeffy. That applies even if it, it if it applies to even Jeffy. You know how all inclusive, how all inclusive that forgiveness is. Maybe that's walking a better way to put it. Triple eight nine hundred Not isn't as funny as it. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, there's more lunacy uh, to share with you. It's hard to believe, but it's it's true. It's not just Whoopi Goldberg. It's not just Alexandria Cortez. Uh, we've also had to hear from Michael Moore.
2: Oh, that's right. You teased this earlier, and I, <laughs> yeah. I have not heard yep.
1: Michael yet, so I'm excited You're gonna love because it. he, Michael's. Yeah, he, well, he's brilliant. I was going to say genius, but brilliant as well. <laughs> well, he's a brilliant genius. Okay. And listen to this.
10: Democrats who are usually so wimpy and weak and, no, oh, it's okay. You know, we, we, we'll take half of universal health care. We, we don't need the whole thing.
1: Are you kidding me? What? Democrats are always wimpy about what they what they will accept. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll take it just half. <laughs> an outrageously stupid statement. Even from him. Oh, that's it's interesting, though, the perspective of both sides, because that's how I feel about Republicans. They're always uh, wimpy. They never do what they need to do. They never insist upon hammering their agenda through. They always give up. It's the Republicans that give up all the time. He's saying the Democrats do. Come on. You completely reformed the health care system. 17% of our economy you took you gave to the government. That's pretty huge. You know, that's how our Jeez. site sounds
10: all the time. Mm-hmm. No, We're constantly not. giving in. And then uh, a few oh, people want oh stand God, up and say, that? no, I've had enough. That's it. And we don't have to be violent. We have to remain nonviolent. Uh-huh. But, um, but, you um, know, if the worst that's going to happen to anybody in the Trump administration is that they don't get to have mm-hmm. a chicken dinner in, in Virginia, I
1: mean. We should take away a, his chicken oh, dinner.
2: Yeah, When's he, the could, last
1: time? he could stand to miss about a hundred thousand chicken dinners and he'd still be 500 pounds overweight. Are you kidding me? If the worst thing that happens to a Trump official is that they miss out on a chicken dinner so go ahead and assault them in their in their restaurants and and drive them out of your place of business. And be obnoxious to them wherever they go.
2: After he pulls out his that that's his that's, that's his That's his Obama way. Yeah. Uh, of uh, prior to that, he says, well, "Of course, we don't need to be violent." Right. And then, right. And then the rest was, of the time, it's just uh, oh, the worst that can happen is they miss a chicken dinner. That so be it, and give them all kinds of hell and cut them out. And we don't want to listen to them. And
1: we're tired mm-hmm. of giving in. I got to tell you, if this is if this is going to be the the mindset of Americans this will lead to civil war this will lead to civil war within five years as such a big percentage of Americans thought in that poll we had yesterday we we'll certainly the day have
2: pockets of it I mean, we're, I- we're
1: gonna have civil war if we don't get a grip on ourselves here we gotta stop this madness no, it is not okay to accost people in restaurants. That's not okay. Not okay for anyone. For anyone to go in and start chanting at people or drive them out of the out of the restaurant or out of a movie theater as they've been doing or or Maxine Waters said in a department store so they can't even buy clothes now. No. To Maxine Waters, they're not welcome anytime anywhere exactly what she said.
2: By the way, I hope Martine was uh, investigated by the local authorities for inciting that. Uh, you know she mm-hmm. wasn't, by the no, way. No, absolutely and not. And if it had been anyone else, not. anyone else that wasn't a uh, a sitting congressperson uh-huh. and mm. uh, African American, they would have been investigated. I'm sorry.
1: No, I think that's true. That's, I'm sorry. that's probably accurate. I, I I can't
2: believe that we just let that happen. We just let it go. It's it's amazing.
1: Eh. It's amazing. Doesn't matter. Uh, And and all of this is over the uh, potential nominee, and we don't even know who that is. And I love the Michael Moore uh,
2: turning it around. He does that really well. And that's an Obama thing, too. Uh, That turning it around of, oh, we always give in.
1: Because then you're covered on that. You're covered. Well, I said we always give in. Well, I, I said don't be violent. While yep, you encourage and on the, rest the other of it hand, is just you're encouraging uh, the people the to exact get exact opposite into mobs and potentially turn out violent. <laughs> I, that's what they do. That's what the left does. And, uh, and, and uh, President Obama did that mas- all the, masterfully. How many times did we talk about that? Masterfully, how he spoke out of both sides of his mouth in the same sentence. At the same sometimes. time because
2: it, he throws the he throws the
1: disclaimer in, uh-huh. and then what's what's painted big is the stuff that he wants you to know. Here's here's an example of of the kind of thing Barack Obama would do. Well, I'm a bigger supporter of capitalism than the next guy. I'm an absolute. <laughs> I'm all about yes. entrepreneurialism and and the free market. All I'm simply saying is is that when you redistribute the wealth, it's good for everybody. Wh- uh, what what? You just, you just, you just endorsed one of the central tenets of Marxism. I'm all for no. Uh, I just capitalism. told you I'm all for capitalism. What are you saying? I'm the biggest capitalist there is,
2: and all for the free market system. But did at that some kind of point, you made time. too much
1: money. Did, yes, yes, did that stuff all the time. But you haven't made too much. At some point, you've made enough. <laughs> I don't care you how much
2: you, how much you make.
1: What I, I need to find that, as a matter of fact, since you brought it up again,
2: that's not you made enough. It, it just drives me insane. And and good because I don't want to I don't want to go into the weekend without having heard Barack Obama.
19: I mean, I, I do think <laughs> at a certain point you've made enough money.
1: <laughs> I wonder if I have the rest of that though, because sometimes I shorten those. Oh, I know, and I hope so. I hope you have the whole thing, because I
2: wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't want to yeah, go I into do. the weekend without the entire right. speech
1: from Barack Obama. Right because it wouldn't be a weekend. No, it would not be a weekend without uh, Barack. Aaron Brock at least once. <laughs> let's see what went before that. I, I want to be clear. He wants to be clear. we're, so. not,
19: we're, we're not we're not trying not. to push financial reform. He did oh my gosh.
1: Exactly. What we're talking about. This is uh, I'm going to play from the beginning again and try not to interrupt <laughs> it. That's I, exactly I want to be clear. Want to be clear. We're not <laughs> we're not trying to push financial reform no uh, except we was gonna, uh, gonna talk about
19: we begrudge success that's fairly earned i mean i i do think at a certain point you've made enough money
1: there that's a perfect example of that thank you uh because uh, i'm not gonna say that uh you, you can't be incredibly successful in this country i'm not saying don't be successful if you've earned your money fairly uh, all i'm saying all i'm simply saying is I think at some point you made enough money. That's just a bad thing. <laughs> so bad you, thing. So we would latch on to, He just said it. You've made enough money. He's so he's the one who should decide. Government should decide if you've made enough money. Yep. Uh, and, and, and then the excuse was, well he just said he just said he, was he was for, all about all for he capitalism being successful.
2: He wants you to succeed, but he wants you to, he wants to, he he wants Mm -hmm. to be the one to say what your money does
1: to help other people, Mm -hmm. not you. Exactly. So give it to him. So great. We heard that over and over and over again with that guy. And so did Michael Moore, by the way, because now he's just doing the same stupid thing.
2: And that, I mean, they all that's they they all learned their lesson. They sure did. Just spin it well, and, and just say. Make sure you throw in the disclaimer, but I tell people the, to be people.
1: In the history of this uh, of this country, there may not have ever been a better politician than Barack Obama. They, I mean, he knew. How do how else do you have a literal Marxist elected to the right. highest office in this land, and still claim to be? all about capitalism all about the free market system i remember in 2004 when they first started talking about him because he he spoke at the uh, dnc convention yeah well, that, well he felt that? the world fell in love with them he was the big up yes. coming. this is the guy who's going to he's a black yes. man that, he, that everybody loves him and he loves everybody Clean he's cut. going to unite the country and, and he thought, had the opportunity hey, wow. to do that too I thought, wow, that's impressive. I want to hear you listen to this guy. As soon as I his first thing I heard, I thought, this guy's a freaking Marxist. What are you talking about? He pulled uh, it yeah. off, man. So what you did is you hated him right for the first time you heard. his No, person. but I hated wow. his Marxism. I will, wow. I will admit to that. Hated <laughs> <Okay>. his Marxism. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a great weekend. See you right back here Monday on the Blaze. <laughs>
0: Cat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.